Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all-new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters. It's the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. It's Sunday once again, and you're listening to the Brewcasters. My name's Justin. In the studio with us today, of course, is John, Dr. Scott, Daniela, and our special guest, John Dunhauer. Is that right? It's Hauer? Donahauer. Donahauer. All right, there we go. John Donahauer of Pyramid Brewery, uh, which is uh, originally located out of Washington, but has since moved to both Oregon and California. Is that right? Just those three states, right? Yes. Okay. So we're, we're here with Pyramid today. They're going to be with us uh, in the studio the whole time, as usual. And we'll be talking wheat uh, most of the time. Wheat beers, Weizens is their particular brand, Lots which we'll talk wheat. about. Um, but then we'll also talk about the other things you can do with wheat with John, because uh, you can put wheat in pretty much any beer, and, and it doesn't have to be a... Cereal. A Weizen. Yeah. You can make cereal you beer. Could. That's nice. Yeah. That's real nice. Eat your leftover mash. Man, how about last week's show, huh? I'm still recovering. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just the response in the forum. Um, Everybody was just yeah, like, just in awe. Yeah, it was, it was a good show. It was like beer royalty hanging out in here. We should just quit after that show. <laughs> that should have been our last show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would have made everyone happy. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a good time though. That was fun. So what we'll do is try to get. We, we didn't get to half the things we wanted to ask that man yeah. about. So we'll get Dan back in here uh, in, next year, March, April. Yeah. He wants to come in before the summertime because he's afraid of the heat in our studio. Yeah, yeah. He mentioned that several times. That's sissy. <laughs> he's a big guy. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Dangerous when he sweats. And it gets warm in here, man. I was telling John about it before the show. so uh, It's yeah. nice now. Yeah, it's great. Wintertime is going to be great. huh? It's easy to warm it up in here. It's hard to cool it down. So uh, we got a couple months before we have to worry about that. Uh, and lots of guests in between now and then, too. Yeah. John's been hard at work, and we got a good lineup. About time. Yeah, that's right. About time we got a lineup, or about time, time you were hard at work? Hard at work. <laughs> <laughs> right. Work them. All right, let's get down to business as usual. Hey, John, I, I got the theme music for you later. Your own theme song. Wait, wait, wait. You this want it now? This is confusing. <laughs> There's two Johns here. Call me Jip. I asked what we got to change your name. Just huh? call me Jip. Jip? Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to hear your theme music real quick? Yeah, please. This is just, your Just theme. a little bit. <laughs> Just give you a little, that's fine. It's good. Gucci and I figured this out for you today. Selling nuts, hot nuts, 
This is your new theme music. Nuts. I've got oh. nuts for sale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Gucci, for uh, suggesting that and finding me this song, too. Hard nuts for sale. Yeah, he's hot nuts. Hot nuts. <laughs> Guys, hot nuts. Oh, my gosh. You like that, huh? I like that. I'll be playing that for you throughout the show. Thanks. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Thanks, Gucci. Always good fun. Uh, I want to get to the to the mail. But real quick, let me do this. Um, I researched it today, I, 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 although I can't remember who sent it to me. I was sent an email, and it's a buyer beware notice. So I thought we'd give it out to the brewers out there because it's important when you uh, find scam artists. Uh, it is so far inconclusive, so we don't know exactly what's happening with this particular company. Um, but uh, but something's going wrong with somebody who tried to buy from a on on uh, through PayPal a place on the internet called Home Brewers Pride. I don't know if any of you ever heard Look of it. it. Yeah, you I'm can familiar. buy you can buy glassware. You can send them your logo, and they'll they'll etch it on the glass for you, and you can buy it from them. And um, this particular person bought it from them over six weeks ago. They say allow four to six weeks delivery. Uh, he was it was paid like, around forty five dollars, I think over forty five bucks. Um, and the guy never responded after that. And they've been sending emails. And uh, he's contacted PayPal, who has investigated and found out you know that the guy's right. They didn't do anything about it. They're not responding to PayPal. He's not got his money refunded. He's not gotten his glassware. You can go to the brew board. Um, it, 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 Brew Board is one of those forums, and um, it's a good forum, too. Yeah, a lot of people on there. Go to the Brew Board, and under the beer discussions, you'll find the whole thread in there where the guy talks about it and some other people respond. Mm-hmm. But he just wanted me to put out a buyer's beware uh, because you can still go to their site. And in fact, they have an ad in BYO Magazine this month. What site is this? Uh, it's Homebrewers Pride. Homebrewers Pride. Don't yeah. Okay. And uh, they, they have an ad in BYO. The guy's actually – the guy who, who got scammed – uh, if that turns out to be what happened, yeah. is um, contacting everybody. He's contacted the Better Business Bureau. He's contacted BYO Magazine to let them know because they've got an ad in the current right. issue and to let them know maybe they don't want to pick him up next time. Mm-hmm. And uh, PayPal has seized their account because the guy went to their site again just to try to buy something, and uh, he put it in his shopping cart, and he got a notice that this seller is no longer allowed to receive funds. Wow. So PayPal's taken action, too, until this guy clears up what's happening. Uh, it, it could just be a misunderstanding, yeah. but the way it looks is that the guy, I mean, he's not responding to anything, uh, well, which I do kind of often, but I'm not taking anybody's money. Yeah, <laughs> so, yet. Yet, yeah right. exactly. <laughs> I, I see a future for us here. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to put the notice out there. The place is called Home Brewers Pride, and uh, he, he could be out of business. Uh, he he could be, except that uh, he did return one email to the guy, and his only excuse was uh, you'll see it in the thread on on the brew board. His excuse was basically that his email account wasn't working, and now it is working. Mm. But he didn't answer any of the guy's questions, like hey. Where's my stuff? Where's my stuff? <laughs> you know, all he did was say, "Hey, I, I think he even mentioned I can sell you a case of glasses for yeah. four hundred bucks." He's traveling right in now the with that email. Money. Yeah, he's at. But but who knows? Like I said, it's inconclusive as of yet. So I don't want to blackball anybody. Uh, I will blackball him if 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 the conclusion comes out that you know this was all um, you know with with ill intent. But hopefully, it's just a big misunderstanding. Hopefully, the guy either gets his money back or gets his glassware. But until then, buyers beware. It's homebrewers' pride. 
ride, and uh, you might just want to watch the brew board and see what the, what ends up happening. This guy's been real good about posting every detail uh, that's gone through, so uh, just keep an eye out for that. All right? There you go. Thank you, Jay. Ah, oh, thanks. I Protect us. <laughs> well, it's important. Public announcement. It's important, you know, because y- y- you don't know with these places, That's and true. and it's g- it's good that we have a community that that lets each other know. I mean, he's really posted on a, a lot of the forums, and then sent me an email so that we could mention it here. So, so good idea. All right, you know what time? Oh it is my now. God! You've got mail. Kick ass. Let's do some Kick listener ass. news, kids. Yeah. First time I heard that. <laughs> Apartment. You can swear? Yeah. You say whatever you want. Yeah, here, let it out, we don't care. <laughs> All right, I just got a few mails for us today. This one is from Chris. It says, hi, I'm a grad student at the University of Michigan in math, and I love your show. Which is weird, because he's probably smart. <laughs> he's a grad student in math. Uh, as does my more experienced friend who introduced me to brewing and your show. That said, I'm a poor grad student without a conical fermenter who would like to start repitching yeast. Could you discuss the details of this process? I'd like to know the cheapest way I can go about it. Thanks, Chris. I thought maybe we could have a real quick discussion yeah. about how we can get started and then maybe do an in-depth one with Jamil next week because we're talking yeast next week, right? Lots yeah. of yeast. Okay, so we can really elaborate next week, but maybe some quick tips about how somebody with a, with a regular carboy fermenter like myself can repitch. Well, one way, the easiest way probably is just to rack off your first beer and rack right on top of it your next beer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'd be a good idea to do what you do. Yeah. Is, uh, let the tube settle out, rack it off of that so your primary doesn't have a lot of tube in it. Yeah, that's before I ever pitch, I right. do that. And so you've got a, you know, a clean wort to put in there. And then, you know, all, all your yeast cake on the bottom is mostly going to be yeast. Right. And just rack it right on top of that. Okay. And uh, you probably have a pretty damn good ferment going on that one. A lot of people do that. That's a good way to reuse your yeast again. What about getting the flavors from your previous beer into that? Because, you know, that yeast, you can't you can't suck all the beer out of it and just leave the yeast. Well, you don't want to go from a barley wine to a golden ale. Okay. <laughs> but can you can go the other direction. Okay. <laughs> but but don't, don't go from a, a darker beer to a lighter beer. Right. So if you're in the same style-ish, pale ale, IPA. Or if you don't care. <laughs> right. You know, which is like me. If you don't care and, and you just want to reuse your yeast and you don't care about a little flavor coming over, you're fine. Okay. All right. Just be clean about the whole yeah. thing. Got to be saying, yeah. That's the cleanest way, using a secondary, so. Okay. There you go. And we'll do that in depth next week with Jamil. Maybe he's got some tips, too. In fact, uh, I know that uh, one person you talked to, uh, his name's Mike, uh, has another way that he that he gets his yeast right off at the top. And we can talk yeah, about he's got that, the, too. Yeah, he's got the he's super just, yeast. He uses the Croisin. He top. He top actually props. uses the Croisin. Right. And, the racking uh, cane. That'll get you some mm-hmm. some super yeast right there, huh? Yep. yep. Okay. Uh, how about just a thanks uh, all? I just wanted to say thanks for posting the Sunday shows for download. I'm usually not able to tune in on Sundays to listen, so I think it's great that I can download it. I listen at work on Mondays, and it makes work go a lot smoother. Uh, I also re-listen to past shows occasionally when it gets dull or frustrating at work. Uh, the shows are awesome. Uh, they're very funny, and mostly, and most importantly, very informative. He's only been brewing for a little over a year, so what I learned from the show helps out greatly. Thanks again. Keep up the good work. 
And I'm glad. We've actually got a whole new system down where the archives go up immediately the day after the show. Yes, well done. And uh, that way, uh, no more uh, lagging. If you miss the show on Sunday, you can pick it right up, uh, usually by early afternoon on Monday. You know, I think we're making the work environment bearable for a lot of people. <laughs> and, and the commute, <laughs> or, or the too. commute, too. Yeah, yeah. a yeah. lot of people I've noticed are, are doing the commute thing in their car. Mm-hmm. I, I do get a lot of emails about that. Was it, uh, it was John and I were discussing yeah. uh, people that are driving to work, listening to it, and then they're kind of into it. They're, they're sitting in their car, not going into work. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Just sitting in there. I'll, I'll, I'll go in in a minute. Yeah, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So glad I could help. That's cool. Now, here's one that came to us. I'm going to forward it on. Actually, it was forwarded on already. He CC'd me on this one. He sent it to the Moonlight guy, and oh. he just called him Moonlight guy, by the way. His name's Brian, Brian Hunt. Right. You all remember the Moonlight show. Yeah. Did you listen to that, John? Uh, at, I did. You caught a, caught a little whiff of that show? That was intense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense, and the discussion uh, has been great about that. But uh, this is the – I'm not uh, dragging up the past here. This email actually just came to me, I think, yesterday. So – uh, this guy says, uh, Moonlight Guy, I just listened to the show you were on a couple of weeks ago and wanted to give you some props for hanging in there while everyone started the assault on your viewpoint on style guidelines. <laughs> I totally agree with your thoughts on the topic and have been equally blasted, uh, although he says it wasn't that bad, for bucking a style category. I frequently start my recipe from an idea, not I'm going to make a Southern English ale, let's go buy the BJCP. My end product may fall into a category. It may exemplify that category, but more frequently, it's not classifiable, he says. A while back, I was searching for a new base malt to try, so like an idiot, I went on a brewing forum asking opinions on various base malts. If I asked, what flavors can you get from Maris Otter or a Belgian pale, the answers were always, it's great in English styles or it's great in Belgian styles, etc., your viewpoint was refreshing and fun to listen to. Had I not listened to it two weeks after the fact, I would have called in to agree with you. Keep, keep on rocking, Chris in Colorado. Nice. So, little support for Brian. Yeah. There's been a few of those. He's yeah. gotten both support and uh, and uh, uh, non-support, non-support. <laughs> <laughs> to, to put it lightly, which is great, man. Those are my favorite guests who uh, who just you know. So just get a little something happening. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. I just wanted to read that because it was a little bit on the su- support side. Um, okay. Now, Daniela, this one I, I got out for you from the mailbag because we've talked about this on the show, but it was quite a while ago. Mm-hmm. And it's about Scooter Man. Oh, it's from one really? of our listeners in the UK, and he says, Hey guys, I'm new to the show and have been trying to catch up with the archives. Anywho, I was just listening to the, the, the he said anywho, by the way. I never say anywho. <laughs> <What>? uh, <laughs> anywho, I was just listening to the first part of the Oktoberfest when you guys were talking about the after bar transportation home. Uh, there is one thing that I did not hear you talking about, but seems like a great idea. It's available in some parts of the UK, but when you are drunk and ready to go home, you call this company. They send you a guy on a little foldable scooter. It's a mini bike. <laughs> yeah. And he drives you home in your car with the scooter folded up in the trunk. Then once you get to your house, he takes out a scooter and drives himself home. This seems like a great service, but maybe not for the States, because I could see some asshole kids uh, calling the guy, beating him up, and stealing his scooter. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you can check out the site at scooterman.co.uk. Keep up the good work on the show. 
Yeah, that's very interesting, actually. Daniela and I know about this guy. He's also available in France, and that's where Scooter we were talking. Scooterman. Well, no, we found him in London, too. We found him in the UK first. Yeah, but I think that uh, our friends in Paris were talking about him also, that they had heard that of him, true, and they yeah. have something like that there. But we saw it in a restroom in one of the bars and pubs in London, and we yeah. thought it was a great idea, and we actually looked into it, how we could have it here in the Bay Area and in San Francisco. Yeah. It's just too tough with the freeways and everything, so this only yeah. works for big cities, unfortunately. Oh, yeah, it does, or, or just places that aren't as spread out yeah, as the Bay Area. Exactly. But we uh, frequently complain about that here on the Brewing Network about uh, you know people driving drunk, and we also complain about particularly in California a lack of public transportation to get Absolutely. people home from bars, at least to, to make it convenient enough to deter people who are dead set on driving home drunk. Yeah. And Scooter Man was definitely something that we thought about getting some people together that uh, you just kind of did that, and and it definitely would help. I, he's probably right about you know some kids. <laughs> Calling the guy up, beating him and stealing the scooter. I know I would have done that when I was 16. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Well, I would have had my friends do it. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh, well, it's, always, it's good because always one of the big issues is you call a cab, you know, your car's stuck at the other place. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, so th- that's and you the got thing. If your wife doesn't see you come home yeah. and you got your car in the driveway, who knows? Yeah. But... Yeah, right. we got Scooter Man. She never saw Scooter Man. That's, That's right. a good no thing. Scooter but you know, when you got to explain to her in the morning that you got to go take me yeah. to get my car. Plus, and if Scooter you're Man out- makes it so convenient, really, yeah. that you really have a good reason to do it and sure. not have a d- reason to drive home drunk anymore. Because even if you have an appointment in the morning, you got to go to work. You have your, you car, your car at home. So where's right. where's Scooter Man out of? In London and Paris, they are. Yeah. Does he stop it for pizza on the way home? <laughs> you know, he, I bet yeah. he does. He's got to provide a good service, right? Absolutely. And that that definitely steps it up a notch. If he doesn't, and we create uh, scooter man us we'll we'll be stopping for pizza yeah. you can be sure That's maybe a little in and out burger we really yeah. have to look into it again or because six pack, it would even a six be pack for when you get home <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> oh yeah you bring God. extra beer with you <laughs> <laughs> or could actually could he pick some up on the way <laughs> exactly on the way there well anyway i want to complain again about public transportation here in the bay area it's really yeah. really bad and yeah. it would be so easier because the bars shut down at two o'clock anyway so how long do you have to run your trains really until two o'clock yeah. big deal yeah. just they do don't it do that here i asked the governor now to do that you ask him to do i it. ask him to do no, that mr schwarzenegger please do something about that yeah because he'll the, listen to you he's the, austrian the bar around here <laughs> the bar around here doesn't run I've, Past, I've gotten uh, left. Twelve forty-five. Oh yeah, one. yeah. It's happened. That's yeah. for sure. It's an expensive cab ride, huh? Well, we took a cab just from the next town over today, oh. and uh, it was a twenty-dollar cab ride. Yeah. That sucks. I'm talking uh, five minutes, five miles. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. not far. Uh, so, what'd yeah. you tip him? Three bucks, or yeah. not even three. You should bucks. not have tipped him at all. It was like seventeen twenty-five. It's not I, his fault. I gave him a no. 20. He was mean. <laughs> oh, then it is his fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he wasn't very cool. I'd be mean, too. I think he was drunk, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Me, too. I had a weird feeling. So you didn't say anything bad to him in German? <laughs> well, no. I don't know. He wasn't even worth it. He was a really bad guy. Well, whatever. But yeah. that's great email. Thank you for yeah, that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. All right. And then the last email is an interesting one. It just says one sentence over and over and over again until it concludes. And there, and it's only, it's, it's from Jim Bob. That's all it says. It's from Jim Bob, which I'm, I'm assuming is an alias. Good night, Jim Bob. Uh, and it just says, the brewcasters are sexy. The brewcasters are sexy. <laughs> the brewcasters are sexy. Over and over. A good 20 times until finally, after the last, the brewcasters are sexy. Very, 
very sexy. What? <laughs> That's all it says, man. That makes me nervous. Uh, what the hell? Maybe it's maybe it's Crazy Jack. Well, you know it's not us. <laughs> Is Crazy Jack in the forum today? In the chat room? Uh, How do you know it's a he? Yet. No, he's not. Well, it's Jim Bob. It could be an alias for a woman. You're could right. Be, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Just I, that's the way I'm going. With a woman would look. Nobody going with considers that. you yeah. sexy. Who would no. do that? I have no that's idea. That's crazy. Yeah. I just Jeez, thought it was interesting enough that? to read. Yeah, Jim Bob did it. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny though. I feel better about myself. <laughs> it's a star. We got we had our first hate mail a couple of weeks ago. And now we're getting stalker emails. Well, there's yeah. four of us. Maybe they want to menage that cot. Ah, oh, it's <laughs> disgusting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's. <laughs> All right, so that's the mail for today. And uh, you can always send me your feedback. It's feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com. And uh, it, I think it's on the homepage somewhere. Maybe it's not. Yeah, contacts. Yeah, it's on the contacts. It. Okay, there you go. Oh, and uh, send us your feedback. I check it a good few times a week and uh, have been a lot better about responding lately, I'll tell you that. So so check it out. Right, check so is in the chat, by the way. Crazy Jack is? Yes. Crazy Jack, give us a call today. We haven't heard you heard from you in a while, and I and I <laughs> I wonder how you're doing. I don't, I just was thinking about him the other day, and uh, I don't know because I, <laughs> I just thought I wanted him to call in. I don't know why. <laughs> I like Crazy Jack. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't figured out if he's really crazy yet or not. <laughs> we should have him on the show. Yeah. Uh, you might be going too far. We'll okay. see. Call us up when you get a chance, Crazy Jack. We haven't had anybody on the show. <laughs> Any listeners? Yeah. No, we've not. We've not. A lot of our listeners aren't in They're our about to area. die right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we haven't. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we have too much fun here. Uh. <laughs> All right, just a little bit of news. I have two contrasting stories today that I thought were interesting. One of them's really short. Can you say that again? Uh, two contrasting stories. Did I not say it right no, the first time? Like that. Okay. <laughs> been practicing my news. He just uh, thought it was sexy the way yeah. he said yeah. that. Very, <laughs> very, very sexy. Very sexy. Uh, this was from an Atlanta newspaper, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And it's one of those um, uh, crime reports. You know, in the local newspaper, you can usually get uh, what the police were called out for that week. Of course, not in our area because it no, would take can, up four pages. You can in my um, neighborhood. We have a local little newspaper. And, okay. Yeah. But that's because you live out in the sticks. Yeah. In a little town out there. Okay. Uh, this one says, Officers received a domestic violence call from Innsbruck Drive and spoke to the complainant uh, who said his wife struck him several times following an argument that started when she asked him to go get some beer. He said he didn't have any money and she got mad, snatched off his hat, and hit him in the head several times with it. The ex-wife has been charged with battery and domestic violence. Wow. <laughs> Who says that uh, beer cravings are just in the men's realm? <laughs> Was she mad at him because he had no money? Or no I beer. think or because no he beer. had no beer money. It's a, it was the combination of the two. One or the other would have been okay, but the combination of the two, she needed her beer. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, what I like about this story is that it wasn't the man sending his wife out for beer like we so often hear on our show. It was the woman, and uh, she was pissed. She was very pissed. So my contrasting story um, <laughs> is that in Scotland, a woman walked a mile and a half to get her husband a beer. Wow. And bought a last-minute lottery ticket that won the couple nearly nearly a hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Wow! Yeah, awesome. what kind of beer was it? Uh, I think Crazy Jack's calling in right now. Uh, yeah, it was in Scotland. Uh, Doreen Broll, thirty-six, was settling in to watch the X Factor last Saturday night when her husband Andrew uh, asked her to go to the shop and get him a pack of Tenants Lager. Um, the couple, 
of Withhorn, Wigtownshire, have a car, but Mrs. Broll doesn't drive, so she walked nearly a mile in the wintry weather to the cost-cutter store. The mother of two who works in a fish processing plant does not even like beer and did not buy anything for herself. That's love. That's love. Uh, She returned home in time for the ticket draw, but was in the kitchen when her husband discovered that the ticket she had bought matched five numbers and the bonus ball. That's so, a great uh, story. Yeah. So right one. On. Uh, well, except for the part that the guy made his wife walk a mile and a half through the snow up a hill. Maybe he was working <laughs> or something. But he does drive. Maybe he uh, didn't have legs. <laughs> he says later. <laughs> look, she's she's like describing the walk. She goes, um, "I'm glad I went now, of course, but I wasn't going to go. And then I thought, oh well, I might as well. It was cold and started to rain, and there's a big hill you have to get up on the way back. But as as I've been saying all week, if I didn't go for the beer, I wouldn't be drinking champagne now uh the guy he goes on to say later that he could have drove but uh he didn't feel like going through the trouble of getting the car out of the garage (laughs) so he made his wife walk a mile and a half (laughs) that's funny uh let's see hey crazy jack yeah you call me crazy but i'm okay (laughs) (laughs) i just missed you man i wanted to hear hear how things are going oh everything's going good i in fact, I'm walking downstairs to get the phone a lot better, you know, and going outside because I'm almost in the, what we call the black zone out here in Benicia. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. The black zone? What, the, Is well, that, in like other words, you know, where the cell phones don't work. Uh, and oh, the dead zone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dead zone and black zone. and Dark the territory. Zone. All right. Well, you want to hang out on the phone with us while I finish the news? Because I, I don't have a lot of time, but I'll keep you here while I keep going. And How's that sound? No problem, because... uh, Okay. (laughs) This is going to be fun. Crazy Jack gets (laughs) to hang out with the news. (laughs) Uh, Okay, how about the bad elf story I've been uh, relaying to you guys for a couple weeks? That beer in Connecticut? Did they whip it dead? It's been okayed. Oh, wow. They allowed it. Uh, Connecticut beer drinkers can look for a seriously bad elf in their stockings after all. The State Department of Consumer Protection announced Tuesday it would approve the sale of seriously bad elf ale in Connecticut, reversing an earlier decision to ban it. The department determined that although state regulations bar alcohol advertising with images that might entice children, including images associated with Santa Claus, the regulations do not apply to beer labels. I don't know how they interpreted it that way, but uh, (laughs) that's what they did. Uh, That's surprising. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how that ended up happening. But, uh, yeah, they said it doesn't apply to beer labels, so... uh, the beers are getting sold in Connecticut after all. So kudos to Connecticut have, for once. Have your dad send some. Yeah, I should have him pick yeah, some up and send cool. it, huh? Since we've been talking about yeah, it for three weeks. Yeah. I can do that. Yeah. yeah okay. And uh, are you still with us, Jack? Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just checking. I'm just making sure. All right. And then finally, that Wisconsin beer deal that I was talking about in the news with Dan Gordon last week. Uh, which was basically that the wholesalers were passing a mm-hmm. bill in Wisconsin that you had to uh, exclusively go to a distributor to get your beer into stores, which would have alienated a lot of the small brewers. Well, they've reached an agreement between the wholesalers and the brewers. Uh, the bill still requires brewers to grant exclusive distribution territories to wholesalers, which is what the wholesalers wanted. Um, 
But now the breweries have a chance to, uh, under special circumstances, also get their beer in. Um, it says most wholesalers already have exclusive contractors, but the small brewers said a state mandate could hamper their ability to sell beer without using wholesalers. Under the compromise, a small brewer could bypass wholesalers to make direct deliveries to retailers in certain situations. The provisions would apply when a wholesaler faces a business interruption that breaks the distribution link between breweries and retailers. Brewers could make direct deliveries to festivals as well as emergency shipments to retailers running short on beer. The compromise also would ease proposed restrictions on other direct deliveries by brewers to retailers. So, uh, The upside is you have more profit. The downside is you hmm. might get an order just for one keg. Yeah, and that's you have, true. You know, it's an hour out of your way. Is it worth it? Yeah, I don't know if it's Absolutely. worth it or not. Absolutely. What are you drinking today, Crazy Jack? Oh, nothing yet because... Uh, my wife and I were working on some stuff for my medical stuff and stuff like that, you know, so I'm going to probably drink some of the uh, uh, Red Hook, I mean, Red Tail Ale. Oh, okay. It's good beer. Yeah, you know, and uh, last week I missed your show because we had a, a uh, church thing to go to. <laughs> oh, okay. I bet they don't call you Crazy Jack at church. No, in fact, they <laughs> call me the Big Hugger. Do they really? <laughs> you just go around hugging everyone? Yeah, in other words, uh, you know, I'm almost six foot and weigh almost uh, 300 pounds. Woo! And, uh, big boy. Got a got a big old beard, and everybody just loves me. Oh, you know? yeah. You're like a teddy bear. I'm going to change your name to Teddy Bear Jack now. Uh, <laughs> teddy Jack. Huggy Jack. Uh, I don't yeah. think we... Uh, what about your beer belly? How, how big is that? Uh, it's pretty big. Yeah, Probably we're talking almost as big as, as uh, Dan's was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan was up around fifty-five. You think you got that beat? Well, I, I if I push it, I could. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> in fact, I'll go measure it later, you know, and put it in the in the chat. All right, cool. That sounds good. Then Daniela can relate it to us, <laughs> and, she, and she will. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jack. I don't mean any offense. I just uh, thought it was, I thought you're a funny caller, and I, I I didn't mean to. I'm not calling you names. It's all in 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 likeness. Okay. Very good. Well, you know, with all my crazy voices, when I get into my puppet routines and all the stuff like that that I used to do, and when I used to be my DJ stuff you know i could do the same thing so you know that's the way that i used to be all right very good well now i'll alternate your names between crazy jack huggy jack and, and teddy jack so <laughs> it's all gonna well, de- it's gonna depend lot, on my mood a lot of people also call me the kite flyer too you know and the puppeteer so i, I got all those craziness now <laughs> and if we had video in here yeah. i'd have you come to a puppet show on the air <laughs> <laughs> a little beer drinking puppet show Right, I could do that. You know? <laughs> I was thinking we ought to do one show webcam. Yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah. The webcam deal, people are asking for it, and I'm not sold on the idea. Uh, for one, because we're all ugly, and, hey. uh, with the exception of Daniela, of course. What's this uh, wee stuff? <laughs> you got a mouse in your pocket? John is yeah. not ugly either. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Look at oh, this yeah. cute little So thing. I'm ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm planning to come to the Dawes meeting again you okay. know, on uh, this this month, you know. Have you met this guy, Doc? He's been to a meeting before? Were you there? No, when? no, 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 oh, no. okay. In fact, uh, the only, like I said, the only person I really know, I met the, met a couple of the guys over at uh, uh, Beer, Beer and More the other day when I was there. Okay. Did you meet John? And, no, John was down in Santa Barbara when I was over there. Oh, okay. okay. All right. He's always down there. Mm, ever elusive, yeah, I'm John. Everywhere. <laughs> All right, I gotta run because we gotta take a break, Jack. So uh, put okay. your measurement in the chat room if you can. I definitely will. I'm Thanks, gonna go Jack. back inside. <laughs> Thanks for calling, buddy. All right, we'll talk to you whenever. Bye. All right. 
Well, that you, was, you, you never know with Crazy Jack. No, that's like yeah. that was sometimes he's mild man. I think he's working his way in. He wants, yeah, to, okay. uh, wants to visit the studio. There you go. <laughs> no, he's you never know with old Crazy Jack. There you go. I like it. The I think it's when he's drinking. So we just got to get him a call like later in the shows yeah. when he's drinking. I'll, maybe next week I'll wait till the second hour. Well, you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, Daniela. You want to hear a little update about the sexy brewcasters? <laughs> yes, oh I do. God. I don't know, but there's some weirdness going on about um, people being curious about your sexual orientation. Actually, <laughs> weird. <laughs> <laughs> How odd is that? Well, I thought everybody was just joking, but I think they <laughs> really truly believe that you are a homosexual. Yeah, that's what they're. Are they? Are, are is there anybody who says I'm not, or are they all just saying that they're I am? They're all just saying that you <laughs> are. I, I think yeah. Danielle, you were missed that show where that came us right after you were at your uh, reunion. Yeah, yeah. The reunion. Show. And, and we we had a big discussion about that. <laughs> about yeah. him being gay. He's just sensitive. Yeah, hey, I'm just sensitive. Yeah, that's what they're saying. He's just sensitive. He's just well dressed. He's just well groomed. He's just all that. <laughs> that's you know? what they're saying yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And here's the problem, too. He's just curious. Uh, yeah, I'm just curious, right? I'm effeminate. Here's the thing. I've always, uh, I've always refused to, like, um, you know, adamantly argue or say, no, you need to know I'm a heterosexual. And you need to know. Because uh, it doesn't need to be done. Yeah. I, I really don't care either way. And I think it's offensive to people who, uh, who are homosexual. Absolutely. If I have to, you know, like, really, like, if it's such a put down. Oh, I totally agree. I mean? Yeah, I so, totally agree. And the, the thing about that, too, is that I've been that way since I was in high school where I refused to just sort of do that. So anytime anybody did anything, I just said, well, you know, I, I have a girlfriend. I don't, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you about it. And, uh, and people have always, you, you know how it is? If mm-hmm. you don't, if you don't say one way or the other, people yeah. assume, you know, what they want to assume. Yeah. And so that definitely adds to this, uh, the ongoing, it'll go on for the rest of my life. I think so too. And <laughs> even if you would say, no, I'm not gay. And if you have a girlfriend and everything, nobody's going to believe you. Just no. go ahead and say <laughs> yeah. I'm in the closet. Just say it. <laughs> they all just say, ah, he's in the closet either way. <laughs> it's funny. I think he it's hilarious. know he's gay. So gay doesn't even know he's gay. <laughs> Yeah. You're very, very sexy. <laughs> and especially when you say things like teddy bear jack. Come oh, on, Teddy Justin. bear jack. <laughs> <laughs> Huggy Jack. <laughs> hey, I don't care. Well, it's just funny. a little update on that. I think it was actually a guy who thinks you're sexy. <laughs> and that's cool. Now, he wasn't just saying it to me, though. He says the brewcaster. He wants us all. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> easy to get. Sweet. If you only knew. <laughs> More than merrier. Ooh. We're going to take a little break. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we're going to get right into John and Pyramid Breweries. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're, we're on the break. We're going to get into John. <laughs> when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to get into pyramid breweries and uh, push that pyramid. We talk about Weizens uh, for the rest of the show. You bunch of sickos! <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. We'll be back in uh, two songs and a couple of station IDs. How about that? Put your nipples away, John. <laughs> And now, back to three guys with absolutely nothing better to do. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Actually, four guys with nothing better to do. Apparently, John's bored also (laughs) because he's hanging out with us, too. What about girl? (laughs) And and chick. 
chica. I don't like to mention Daniela. It takes away too much attention from the rest of the show. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> well, I'm kind of liking her having her own, own yeah. microphone. It's fun. She waits till the second part of the show to blast me, though. Yeah. <laughs> by then, then you're hammered. That's when it's easiest it. to do. <laughs> that's what the deal is with that. So Daniela says uh, that my response to my gayness has just invoked more gay uh, accusations. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, whatever. Whatever. It's funny. Can so, we talk beer now? No. Can we just have the gay show next week? Yes. I just, I'll play all pink music, and uh, me and Teddy Bear Jack will, will host it. <laughs> That's all. Not even gonna, I'm, I'm canceling the Jamil show. It's going to be the me and Teddy Bear Jack show. I'll quit. <laughs> John's out of here. <laughs> so I heard you're Irish, and your last name used to be Justin Fitzpatrick. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. Man, I had this new automation system for the brakes so that it would go real smooth and I could get up and do other stuff, yeah. and it crashed my computer during that break. Well, good recovery, though. Yeah, <laughs> good. A little dead air for 30 seconds. Never hurt anybody, right? Yeah. I'll try to get. I'm gonna try it again next break too. No, don't. I no. I'm trying it. No, what am I gonna do? It's kind of trying to work out the bug. That's right. Hey, what do I care? I can edit it out in the archive anyway. Right. It's just. It's just these poor. Just live, like it didn't happen. It's the live we, people that have full to denial. To. <laughs> All right, we're here with Pyramid Breweries. It's John joining us today. One of the brewers down there at the Berkeley location, and uh, you can go to pyramidbrew.com to check that out. Send your questions into the chat room. You can join us there. Hit the chat now button on the main page, or call in eight 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 four zero one beer. And our main topic with you today, John, because Pyramid's really pushing their Weizen line. Um, they've decided to brand it, I think, to make it their own, right? Trademarked. There you go. Is it trademarked even? Well, sort of. Yeah, okay. How can you trademark Patents wheat? pending? Yeah, I, yeah, you can't, you can't, can't trademark tra- Weizen, but uh, Amber Weizen, I think, is trademarked. Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, it's the way that they do it. Yeah. October Weizen, uh, what else do they have? That's silly. I, I, in fact, even it used to be called Apricot Ale, one of your most popular, is now Apricot Weizen. There you go. Um, so really pushing that Weizen line. Uh, so we're just gonna we're gonna kind of talk about that with you. I want to know about your history and um, and also want to know um, why pyramids. Do, uh, my first question is why is it all ales now? Because they used to do some lagers and now nothing but ales. That's not quite true. No, no. <laughs> I've not seen their coastal lager, and even the curveball isn't a lager, is it? No, that's an ale, even traditionally. Okay, because it's a Kolsch. Right, that's an ale. Yeah. Okay, there you go. So, w- you, well, what lager do you have then? Well, t- technically, the uh, Hefeweizen that we brew is brewed with a lager yeast. Aha! So that's a little bit tricky. That's a head trip. That is but tricky. <laughs> we're not really brewing a, a true Pilsner. You're right. We're okay. Not, we're not truly, really, you know, seeking out, you know, lager styles at the moment. Okay. Focusing on wheat beers and we have a few ales that we're keeping around, like the, uh, the Curveball that you mentioned. Right. Uh, the Snowcap. Which is the new seasonal. Yes. You guys do, what, two seasonals a year? Is that it? Yep. Okay. Curveball in the, the warmer months, bring okay. in summer, and then we've got uh, Snowcap, which is a winter warmer. Right. Which is just out now. We'll probably be out till February, March. Okay. And that's what I'm drinking now, actually. It's a good beer. Yeah, me too. I've had people say that it's real different than in the past this year. A little lighter bodied. Do you, you know anything about that, or is that an accident? Uh, it's probably just an accident. The malt profile hasn't changed at all in terms of the malts we use. Okay. Um, the... Mostly it's, you know, two row, and then we're using about, you know, 10% crystal, and then a little bit of chocolate. Okay. To give it the color that it has, and the, uh, you know, the good chocolate flavor that it has. Um, but what people might be responding to, thinking that it's different, is the, are the hops, which are a big, big okay. part of it. Um, 
in the past, we've had either Fuggles or a blend of Fuggles and East Kent Goldings. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, we've got East Kent Goldings. In fact, we just got the new crop of East Kent Goldings in. Okay. So either home brewers or people just you know drinking beers with East Kent Goldings are probably drinking uh, beers with 2003 hops. Okay. And so the new hops are in, and that's, that's coming through in the snow cap. Gotcha. Now, so it's probably... Why people are noticing the difference. Okay. Additionally, it only comes out once a year, and so it's been seven months since anybody's had it. Right, right. Memories, you, memories fail us. That's true. That's <laughs> Do you guys true. change the, your winter beer? Seasonally, I know a lot of places do, and they and they kind of pride themselves on it. Each year, it's going to be a little bit different. Even Anchor does that. Hmm. I, I know Boonville does that. I think Lagunitas does it. Lagunitas yeah. does, it. and every and they kind of it's kind of along the same lines, but they change it a little bit, maybe to make it better, make it make different. Yeah. Do you guys do that? Or you just kind of stick to your guns and go for that? Yeah, like I said, the only thing we really change each year are, is in the, is the hops. You know, okay. we've kind of gone back and forth between Fungals and East Kent Goldings or Blend. Mm-hmm. Last two or three years, it's been all East Kent Goldings. Now, I got a question about these seasonal deals that you guys do, and, and for every brewery, really, but but in your particular case, you guys sell a lot of beer. Uh, you're mm-hmm. pretty widely distributed. Um, particularly around here, you can find Pyramid everywhere in, in grocery stores and bars. What I'm curious about is, are you able to brew enough of your seasonal beforehand so that it lasts, or are you, say, still brewing this, this snow cap in anticipation to need more of it now? Uh, we'll, the season is pretty long. It's almost, you know, six months that we're brewing it. Yeah. In fact, we're probably, before it comes out, we've probably brewed, been brewing it for about three or four weeks just to get it into distribution. Okay. And spread throughout. So when we do release it, it's kind of released in a lot of places at once, as opposed to just right here in California and then right. next state over, like that. Right. Um, and because the brewing season for it is pretty long, we're, we're brewing it pretty regularly. Okay. And, um, we've been brewing it for a while and it does have a pretty good, you know, name recognition. So we're, we're able to anticipate each year, you know, we're going to need this or that, you know, maybe a few percent more right. barrels of this or that. So. Okay. Approximately, do you have a rough figure about how many barrels you guys do go through with this guy? No, I don't, actually. It's. I would imagine it's pretty big. Uh, people talk about it quite a bit. When's the snow cap coming? When's it coming? It's, uh, it is highly anticipated around here. People even, we actually have a, in July, we have Christmas in July, a one week thing we do with the alehouses, and uh, we'll, we'll pour snow cap then, and people nice. actually ask us, when's that? When's that? Oh, right. You know, so. Right. Also, it's one of your stronger ones, and I think people like that, too. It is our strongest one, yeah. 7%. Okay. Yeah. yeah we, inf- we call it go-to-jail ale sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, call Scooter Man Ale. Exactly. <laughs> well, it's, it's very easy drinking, and, you know, yeah. but it's, like you said, it's a lot higher alcohol than our other beers. And, yeah. It is easier drinking. You don't get that strong alcohol smell yeah. or flavor from it. It's enough malt in there to cover that. Yeah. But yeah, there's uh, a lot of the chocolate on top of it. it kinda, absolutely. It, it, it really does mask the, the sweet. It, it sets off that sweetness that the yeah. high alcohol would normally have. But it'll sneak up on you. Oh, yeah. Hence the go-to-jail ale. Yeah. <laughs> Here, uh, honey, have one of those. <laughs> right. You'll like that one. I don't like dark beer. It's sweet. Come on. <laughs> now, how long have you been brewing for Pyramid? Uh, almost three years. Okay. Yeah. And and were you a professional brewer before that also? Or? No, this is my first professional brewing job, but I've been a home brewer for about 10 years before that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. And do you still home brew now? Absolutely. Nice. Yep. All right. What kind of home brew do you do? All grain? Extract? Uh, yep, all grain. Okay. Um, try to do... I make half in all week, so I try to do right. <laughs> something else. <laughs> something else. Yeah. You know, so right now I'm kind of into Belgian styles, and okay, I've got a beer to guard and a, a double going right now. Nice. On tap, I've got a porter and... Uh, Got some pyramid half and uh-huh. uh, a saison. Okay, yeah. that's a nice little tap selection. Yeah. Oh yeah. And how many gallons are you brewing at a time? Ten. You yeah. do a ten. Yeah. He makes oh, yeah. a killer porter. 
It's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You've had it. Uh huh. When did you have it? Well, he worked the you know the Walnut Creek one. Oh, okay. He used to brew there, so I gotcha. Mm-hmm. All right. Nice. So now, though, uh, for for Pyramid, uh, all brewing for California is pretty much done at the Berkeley location. Is that right? Mm, Seventy to eighty percent of it is done there. Okay. This is up in Portland. Oh, they, okay. they do brew a lot of beer contract that's sold mostly in the Pacific Northwest, but most of the Pyramid products are are coming from Berkeley. Okay. But, but they do still do some Pyramid products up in Portland. Where's your bottled beer come from? Both places. Okay. Yeah. It does. Okay. And we keg in both places as well. All right. You want to do some business real quick? You were talking to me before the show sure. that you guys are going to be looking for a, a new shift brewer here soon. Yeah, we, uh, <clears throat> we have someone leaving middle of December, and we're obviously looking to replace that person. So okay. we are accepting resumes. Uh, the job announcement and description is up on Pro Brewer under the Help Wanted section of the Classifieds. Okay. Check it out. Um, you don't necessarily have to have gone to UC Davis and plunked down all that money. Um, yep. We're gotcha. pretty confident in our training program that we can make a brewer out of you. Really? And, uh, and if you're small, it can fit in that manhole. Right. He's obviously not listened to this show before. <laughs> if you meant brewer out of you as yeah. in brewer out of me. <laughs> you know? It's you possible. You could, you, could have it. you got a few hours in the day left over, don't you? <laughs> yeah. If I don't, if I cut out sleep, sure. It's a full-time gig you're looking for, it's right? It's a full-time gig. We uh, Right now, we're doing four uh, tens, Monday through Thursday. Okay. Um, we got four shifts going on. Um, two morning shifts are from about six to four. Okay. And the night shifts can start at two or four o'clock, and they go anywhere from ten to two o'clock in the morning. Gotcha. But uh, you do get you know three day weekends. That's nice. Very very nice. Some long days, but but long weekends to go. Absolutely, with. it's right. a great place to start if you're wondering is you know brewing industry something for me. Uh, we've had a lot of people start out there who've gone on to other brewing um, operations, you know, like uh, Drake's, Roger Davis. Oh, yeah. Um, Melissa Myers brewed there. Nice. Um, also, basically, you'll learn, if you have your home brewing knowledge and you know how to convert, you know, barley into sugars and right. make beer, you can definitely you know, get started the, there. As long as you know the difference between grain and hops. Absolutely. <laughs> we can uh, show what you how to use the equipment. And, <laughs> <laughs> and if you're, the you grain know, stuff's hops. Oh, yeah. If you're a quick learner and you've got a lot of curiosity, there's a lot more that you can learn there. Okay. And a lot more opportunities within the company. All right. So if you're in the Northern California area, uh, anywhere close enough that you can get to Berkeley, yep. they're looking for a brewer, you guys out there. I know that uh, some of our listeners are always asking questions, how do we get into uh, professional brewing? And Gucci's got a plane. He first fly thing. out. Yeah, fly yeah. out here, Gooch. Yeah. He's got to finish up his uh, tour of duty, though, I think. Uh, okay. He'd go AWOL for he brewing. Do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jump in that plane and uh, turn. just make a hard left, buddy. <laughs> hard left at the Capitol. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't yeah, do that. pass the capital. <laughs> All right, so Pyramid's looking for a brewer. That's a good. That's a good heads up right there. You guys post that on the website too. Um, you know, I looked there on Wednesday. I didn't see it, but it is on, on Pro Brewer. Pro Brewer. Okay. Um, it might be up now. All the contact. And if it's not, right we get it from, right from the horse's mouth. Right. Right Absolutely. That's right. All right, we're nearing six o'clock, so I just want to give you listeners a, a heads up because I'm not going to take a break right away. Uh, we're going to go straight into the tasting at six o'clock. Thanks. We are tasting Pyramid's Hefeweizen for our official tasting today. So get yourself a glass and a cold Pyramid Hef, pour it in there, and we'll uh, go over it with you. If you don't have a Pyramid Hefeweizen, because it is possible, uh, I kind of gave you, uh, when I was doing the show earlier today, I just said grab any Hefeweizen because it would at least help and then you could be on the same style as we are. But uh won't be exactly what we're tasting, obviously. But at least you could be, you know, feel like you're in the same, you know, area, right? Yeah. A little ballpark action. Sure. So uh, we're going to be doing that in about uh, seven minutes. So get your beers ready and uh, we'll get ours ready and, and we'll be doing Hefeweizen for our palate tasting. 
All right, let's start talking about wheat because not only uh, for what beers you guys call Weizen, you put wheat in in pretty much every beer, don't you? Um, nope. You don't. No. See? Snow cap. Why? Why do you think? That? Well, I've been through a training program with the pyramid people. Not uh-huh. not brewing, but uh, uh, just sort of informed by the people who sell the beer. You've been on the tour. And these. This is the stuff they told me. They're like, yeah, they're salespeople. They'll tell you anything. They'll tell you. Anything. Yeah, they're like, oh, we put wheat in there. And I, I caught some of the ones who didn't know what they were talking about. You know, talking about certain parts right. of the brew process that I just knew was impossible. But but other ones that I, that I thought really did know what they were talking about said things like this that you guys put wheat in everything and I said oh, okay well all right but I'm getting not misinformed true. here that's yeah, not true okay so Lion do, are you only putting wheat in the Weizens then uh, the Weizens have it uh, the Kolsch has it um, at about seven to ten percent okay um, about that IPA no wheat in there no wheat no. not needed. Good IPA That's right there. IPA. Yeah. The best beer, I think. And a strong one there in the alcohol content yep. as well. Yeah. What's that one? Six, About eight? Seven, or six, eight, yeah. Six, eight. Yeah. yeah. That's a goodie. It's delicious. I like that one. But no wheat in that one. Nope. All right. Mm. Uh, and you guys also, let me mention, uh, are now brewing McTarnahan's beers. Is that correct? Well, we actually we um, bought Portland Brewing, which makes McTarnahan's brand uh, last May, I believe. Okay. And so that was its own existing brand. Yeah. And um, so they're still there. Up there is Portland Brewing, Portland okay. slash Pyramid. Gotcha. And so, yeah, they still got those going. All right. You, they're doing you really br- well. Do you brew any any of that beer in the Berkeley location? No, we're exclusively, exclusively Pyramid. Okay. Huh. All right. Did, did they tweak the recipes at all? Which recipes? Uh, McTarnahan's the Pyramid have an impact on No, them. not really. Why would they want to? Exactly. It's good beer, Max. <laughs> yeah. It'd be maybe bad business to sort yeah. of change and stuff. No. That, that Max IPA is a good one too. That uh, it says it's oak aged. Yeah, there's some oak chips in there. Did put the oak chips. Yeah. Okay. You know, have you ever seen that brewed? Uh, that, I that haven't. One? I'm not too familiar with those. We don't brew them down here. And I haven't right. up there to see the operation yet. Because I'd be curious to know how many oak chips they they <laughs> have to dump into that sucker. Because it's a really oaky IPA. Yeah. You would think that it was in an oak barrel. It's it's so oaky. I think. And so I'm really curious about how many. You could do the math. Well, uh, yeah, that's also how long you put it in there. On yeah. For. Right. Right. A couple of weeks with chips, plenty for like it, a tank. We'll do it. You huh? can you can oak and oak over oak. Yeah. And you can't fix it when you over oak. Nah. Well, I time will time will will make it a little bit better. Yeah. So if you over oak out there and you think, what did I do? Uh, lay the keg down and just let it sit for a good six eight weeks, and and it'll be a different beer in six or eight weeks. Yeah, the malt comes out. I, comes I've done that. Like drinking a campfire. Oh, it was it was just like I was licking wood. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like, huh. Nah. Well, I got in. the oak IPA kit uh, from B3 once uh, that has oak chips. And I didn't brew it. My, my roommate brewed it on my kit and dumped those chips in there. Didn't do a thing. Huh. No oak in that. Well, you guys, you know... You're drinking three days after you're brewing, so <laughs> gotta give it a little more time than that. Yeah, we let it sit in that one for I, I want to say ten days or so with oak, with oak, <laughs> and uh, nothing. Not I'm talking not one ounce. Oh, you should have oh, got that. You should have got oak out of it by that. Yeah, time. whatever's in that kit. Oh, interesting. And that's why I'm saying that it would seem to me you really got to put some some serious oak in a beer to make it taste like it no, was aged I, in a barrel. I put. Not that much in one, and it's just, it yeah. just, well, as soon as I, I now, because of that one, because I overdid my palate on that one, now I can tell oak from. Oh, yeah. Right away. You and do you just little. get it from a homebrew shop, your oak chips, or? Yeah. yeah or a wine shop. Yeah, yeah. I, I've okay. done a lot of things. Uh, you can get 
smoking chips that are old uh, Jack Daniels barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you soak them in water, you can just smell the Jack Daniels. So I wanted to try that one. Yeah. So I actually ran it through my sterilizer at work uh-huh. in a bag. So I sterilized the chips and then put them in there. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that made a nice beer. Is that it, right? It just, it just smelled a lot of vanilla and really Jack Daniel-y. Nice. It was nice. And then did you put your dental tools in that sterilizer after you did that? <laughs> they all go in a bag, so oh. it's, it's not like... doesn't like contaminate everything. No. No, no. <laughs> the next guy you're doing a filling on. Like, he couldn't God, say nothing. Nothing. Oaky. Nothing lives through the hyperbaric right. chamber. <laughs> Have brown teeth when you walk out. Right, right. All right, Laura, let's talk about what you do put the, the wheat in. Okay. and uh, How much do And what you need to do when you do. Yeah. Sure. Get, get some, through some of that process stuff. Pick, uh, I don't know, pick one of your popular Weizens, and let's talk about that. Well, the uh, the October, oh, no, sorry, the half of Weizen, mm-hmm. um, it's 60% wheat. 60%. 60%. Okay. Malted, of, malted wheat. Malted wheat. It's wow. a lot of wheat. Yeah. That's a lot of wheat. And um, But, you know, any half of ice in the German wheat period, you'd be getting in Germany, it's 50 to 70%. Okay. So we're, we're oh. pretty proud of that fact. Do you need to use anything to help it for uh, sparging? Um, no, we don't put do... Put rice hulls or anything in it? No, we don't do any of that. Um, sparges pretty well. We don't do a, you know, a beta-glucan rest or anything. Um, we do a protein rest for about 20 minutes, 122. Okay. Um, then we ramp up to sack temperature around 155. Okay. Uh, could be 158, depending on how kind of yields we're getting or how dry the beers are finishing out. Yeah. And uh, m- the main thing I think that we're able to do is we have a very shallow ladder ton. Okay. So we don't have a lot of pressure. Not a lot of like building action. Up. Exactly. Yeah. And um, we've got a pretty good mill that, uh, you know, leaves pretty much breaks the husks open pretty well and leaves them intact. It's really the husks and the barley that are going to yeah. help you. Uh, ladder your ladder your wheat. Yeah, okay. There's nothing sadder than the home brewer with a dough ball, and it won't. Yeah, yeah elaborate won't that drain. on a little bit. What do you mean by by the husks breaking open, and what's that process? Well, and you like an all barley beer. Let's say like you know IPA we were talking about before. That's all barley, and we'll crack those grains open. Um, mm-hmm. It won't pulverize them into dust, and the husk, the sort of I don't know the you know skin, the, the skin yeah, of the barley. Okay. Um, stays pretty much intact, and what comes out is um, sort of a white, powdery, chalky substance, and that's the, the endosperm and has all the protein starches that you want. Okay. Um, and it's that husk that's just cracked that gives it the basically um, little pathways yeah. in your ladder tongue. It's, it's, so you it allows can, the liquid the to fall through. Can, you could think of them as pebbles. You know, think of coarse pebbles versus sand. Okay. Uh, coarse pebbles are going to let a lot more liquid through, drain through anyway, than, than sand would. And uh, wheat doesn't have a husk. Okay. So when you grind it up and you put hot water in it, you can get just this oatmeal cookie Mm -hmm. if you're not careful. So what a lot of homebrewers do, and I do it too, is you can get rice hulls that are just just like barley husks. Okay. And you put half a pound of that in there too, mix it up in there, and it will take up the spots where the, the wheat doesn't have it. Okay, and, and that's just for the purpose of of the water passing through efficiently phys- of, rin- of rinsing the grains. Okay, yeah. doesn't okay. add any flavor. Um, okay, but it is another ingredient which would add expense to your production. Right. One thing that um, helps us, um, in addition to having this shallow ladder ton, is that we are able to do step mashes and bring our mash up to 169 and get all the sugars, you know, in solution, super liquefied. Right. Um, that way they'll drain faster as opposed to being thick and sludgy. 
you know, lower temperatures. If you've got a tall, like a got cooler, like the round kind, yeah, all the there's a lot more pressure on a, that small round screen on the bottom. If you've got a long, wide one, like he's mm-hmm. talking about, kind mm-hmm. of the difference between a soup can and a tuna fish can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The pressure isn't quite as much on it down there, and it, it will drain better. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you're mashing in one of those square uh, coolers, it's a lot easier than if you're in the round kind, the round tall kind. Gotcha. Glad to hear you talking this week. Though. Yeah, I know. I was, Me too. I was tired last week. I guess I, I so. Know, it's like the, Thought you lost your voice or something. He's back. No yeah. one really complained, though. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they, they did. Yeah, you're right. They did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they made fun of you for it, actually. I know. You don't think I'm out there reading that stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course, that was a tough one to talk over, so. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, there's a lot of things that I was just, just soaking up with, yeah. with Dan last week, and yeah. there's so much more that I really wanted to get into on the technical aspects for, for right. next time. Right. We'll right. work him over next time. <laughs> yeah. He's used to us now. Now, what's the purpose... Actually, you know, let's get our Hefeweizens ready as I do this. John, would you mind grabbing us? I got our glasses ready. We just need to grab the Hefs. Would you like a napkin with that? Please. <laughs> let's do that. And make it snappy, huh, buddy? Here. How about this, John? While you're doing that. Oh, hot nuts? I'll play. Hot nuts. All right. It's for John hot getting the beer. <laughs> Anybody here want to buy my nuts? Attaboy, John. All right, what I want to know is... Crotchrot's got to have a big smile on his face right now. Yeah, he's got to be liking that. (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) Good old guy's nuts. All right, so what do you use wheat for? You know, what do you get out of using wheat? What's the purpose instead of another base malt? Well, um, lots of things. There are a lot of possible sugars in it, potential sugars. Um, So some barley, I mean, some wheat can have... A lot more sugar that the yeast can consume if you mash it right. Um, another main factor you get is lighter body in your finished beer. Um, a lot of Pilsner brewers will put a little bit of weed in there okay. to get a lighter color. Gotcha. Just to a lighter body. If you're looking to make a beer that's going to have, you know, be sort of maybe a summer beer. It's got uh, sort of bright uh, light on the palate. Maybe even like a saison. It's going to have a little bit of weed in it. Gotcha. Um, wheat's a good choice for that. Okay. It's a uh, it's a good head retention. Kind of thing yeah. too, especially so the unmalted wheat. Yeah, you get a lot more head retention on you, that. You put just a little bit in. If yeah, you five gallons. You can put half a pound in, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to see a lot more head retention on it. Okay, and without getting a lot of flavor impact. So if you're doing something, you're trying to hit, you know, a certain kind of beer, you can throw a little bit of weed in with it, mm-hmm. and it'll it just the head retention. It won't just lay there flat. Gotcha. Okay. And when you do, John and Doc both, when you guys do uh, your your Hellas and your pills and stuff, are you are you ever throwing a little wheat in there to do that? Uh, I don't with those two. You don't? Yeah, no. I don't either. Uh, not with those two. What do you guys put wheat in? I put wheat in a lot of other things. Yeah. Uh, it, I'm doing a Kolsch tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be a 10% wheat in okay. that one. You can do a Kolsch either way. Uh, and is that a head retention thing you're doing that for there? It's more because it's more traditional okay. to do it that way. It's a classic recipe. It's a classic recipe to add that. Um, I'll, my wit beers, I actually add from a wit, I, I add uh, malted wheat and I add raw wheat too. Uh, the raw wheat has, has a different kind of flavor to okay. it. It's got more of a spiciness to sure. it. That's one thing that wheat also adds. That's why you see in wit beers. It mm-hmm. makes a lot of phenols that give it a clove-like character. Right. That contribute to it anyway, make it more pronounced. And my half of Weissens, I try to put as much wheat as I can without, you know, making myself go crazy with with, <laughs> with the louder. Right. Yeah, I use wheat in my Belgians just for body okay. and mouthfeel. Okay. Okay. Um, 
because I'm adding so much fermentable sugar with like a candy sugar. <laughs> yeah. That it'll finish out so dry. I want some more body to it, so it's not thin on body. Yeah. So I'll add wheat to that. Okay. About twenty to thirty percent wheat with my Belgian. Or if you're if you're brewing a, a light lawnmower beer. Yeah. You, you're gonna have some head problems with that one. Yeah. And did so. you guys see the forum post? Sorry, the lawnmower beer. We talked about. Uh, I just made a, a stupid joke one show. Yeah. Oddly enough, uh, about <laughs> about having a, a, a cup holder a cup on holder your ride along lawnmower. Yeah. Just a silly joke. Guy wrote in in the forum. He's like, "Oh yeah, I got that. Of course, I got the cup holder on my lawnmower." <laughs> and he's like, "In fact, I'm rigging it to put another one on so I get one on both sides." That needs to be in our gallery. It's a beer man That's right awesome. there. Right. Oh, my neighbor has one. He got. Uh, one of those riding mower things, and he's out there, and, and we live on like choppy land, and he's getting yeah. it, he's getting high sided all the time. <laughs> you see him backing up and going forward and stuff, and I, I pull up to him, and he's looking real frustrated. Of course, I had a beer ready for him, so yeah. I, gave, I gave him a beer, and he's had a cup holder, <laughs> <laughs> so he was great. he was pretty happy about Whatever that one. Right all right, let's do our tasting. We're just a little late here, a little after six. Uh, what we've got here is the Pyramid Hefeweizen, and uh, poured it in a nice. Uh, uh, German style glass. Uh, it's got the cloudiness happening, which is a good thing. I've actually, uh, I had a 22 ounce bottle of Pyramid Hef once, sat it, uh, over on the side of my fridge, not actually in the fridge, mm-hmm. for a good, uh, I don't know, a month or so before I finally got real thirsty, put it in the fridge. That sucker poured clear as a bell. <laughs> it's really, okay, will. it'll settle out if you don't, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, the hazel, um, the proteins will settle out, and a lot of the yeast that's giving it that cloudiness yep. will settle out as well. Okay. So how how do like your pubs that you actually distribute to? Do they prevent that from happening when they pour? Yeah, we um, when we ship our hefeweizen kegs, they're upside down. Yeah, upside mm-hmm. down. Uh, mm-hmm. They sit upside down in in the warehouse, and then when they go out, they're shipped upside down. And the sales team ensures that the individual accounts are keeping the beers upside down. Nice. Until they're ready to be tapped. Right. And then usually within the lifespan of that keg. Um, the, the yeast that is collected at the top is slowly yeah. falling down and being kind of pouring yeah, it's still in solution. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay. a suspension then. It's a way to do it. Yeah. It's a way to do it. So I take it a cake doesn't last that long in like a pub or... You wouldn't want to with a, no. with a wheat right. beer. Sure. We, the cool thing about a wheat beer, if you brew it, you gotta, if you've got a party in two weeks, brew a wheat beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can brew it, you can get it in there, get it... Get the force carbonated, and everybody's gonna love it in two weeks. And that's that's the timeline for half a license. It's, yeah, it's, it's got to be done fast. You don't. Want, I've got one on tap now that I'm ready to dump because it's just it's past. Mm. Yeah. How do you get a heft done in two weeks with a lager yeast string? Hang on, hang on. We got to do this tasting before we uh, get into the, okay. the yeast. Can we get back stuff. to that later, though? Absolutely, yes. absolutely. That's okay. a good question. Um, all right. Just so you know, John, as we're doing yeah. this, it's not just to evaluate the beer. Okay. What we're talking about here is helping people identify flavors on their palate. So uh, yeah. being the brewer of the beer, maybe you can help us out with that. I can tell you first, just the smell that I'm noticing, it's definitely got that German Hef smell, but it also, but not as strong because it's kind of also mixed to me with a lager smell. It's got no mm-hmm. banana. It, it, yeah, it, it's lacking the banana. You get a, a little bit of the, of the spicy in the smell, but, but not as much as a normal German Hef. Do you get uh, sulfur? I, I smell sulfur. I smell yeast. Yeah, sulfur is I a, smell like a yeast byproduct, and it's from that yeast. Yeah, and I, like I, I, I smell like a new beer has mm-hmm. before the yeast is settled out, before either or you filtered or whatever. I just right. it's that there's a flavor or smell that comes up, and it's just yeast. Yeah, and a lot of yeast have it. It's kind of a sulfury kind of mm-hmm. kind of flavor. And isn't sulfur a byproduct of the mash too? 
Uh, no, it's mostly uh, lager yeast that'll, that'll pump it out. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's left behind in the boil, it, or no? It, it, during fermentation, certain lager yeast will, 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 will blow off that. Mm-hmm. And so, if you if you don't lager your your lagers for very long, you're going to get a lot of sulfur. Mm-hmm. After it sits for a while, all that kind of goes away. Yeah, this beer actually was packaged on Wednesday oh. of this week. Nice. Um, which it wouldn't we wouldn't be in the stores, you know, at least for another two weeks. So you wouldn't. You're probably not going to see that that strong self flavor by the time you get it. Gotcha. All right. So what are the what are the flavors you getting on your palate well, the there? First thing I get is bread. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and that's from the from the wheat. Okay. And just it's just a nice, cool, round sits Absolutely. on the middle back of your tongue. That nice bread. It's mm-hmm. in the finish. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. I see what you're talking about there. Going on your tongue a little bit. It's definitely uh, in the back. Mm-hmm. Air, you know, you're not getting the real sweetness on the tip of your tongue as much as you're getting that no, bread on the no, back. No, it's a rounded bread, kind of mm-hmm. biscuity kind of gig going, and there's a slight cloviness to it. Yep. Yeah, cl- that's this. That's the aroma. That one hefeweizen mm-hmm. aroma I was yeah. getting was that little yeah. cloviness. You're probably getting that mostly just from the wheat. From the wheat, okay. Because this lager yeast that we do use does not have, produce a really. It's, it, this, this isn't a hefeweizen yeast, so it it won't pump it out like you would like a nice German one. But you can actually get that out of wheat. You get a little bit of that flavor out of wheat. It's tart mostly. Okay. And the bread is also from the wheat or is that from another part of the malt? I would say say actually the yeast and and the wheat. Okay. Both those kind of rounds of flavor, yeah. Uh, Which yeast is it? It's the uh, 2124 Y yeast. Uh, Southern German? Uh, Wienstaufen. Okay. Mm, Okay. Mm. Now a lot of people around here and and the rest of the states, they do the lemon thing with the Hefeweizens. Mm-hmm. And they know they do it at the Pyramid Ale Houses. They do. I know that uh, Widmer, for example, does it with theirs. Yep. I'm not a fan of the lemon in the beer. I think it, ruins, I. It, I think it no. ruins a beer myself. I bitched about it last uh, week. Yeah. <laughs> Even a Corona, I won't go shoving that lime in there. I'd rather just taste the the beer. It's already, uh, on, it's already on that part of my my bottle right there. Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, like if it. You, if you go up to the uh, brew deck over at Berkeley and look at the recipe... You know, book under Hefeweizen, one of the ingredients is not a wedge of lemon. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And it does really change the character of the beer entirely, yeah. putting some acidic juice like that in, in, a, in a beer. Yep. It would and take away that spice. But but people love their lemon in hefs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, non-beer makers and, and uh, you know, who, who like a Hefeweizen mm-hmm. almost won't even have it without that lemon become such a, a tradition but it's you go kinda, to germany it's kind of like you know you don't want that drink without that little umbrella in it yeah that's gay <laughs> there you go there even you i go. know oh, <laughs> walked into that one yeah. <laughs> uh what else is in there john is there anything that you pick up out of your beer in particular besides the wheat and the, and the yeast flavors there mm. mostly this the uh the breadiness and the yeast flavors um and then the, the mouthfeel is, is very creamy. Yeah, it's coating. Which is nice. Cause and, co- yeah. and the older the beer gets, it gets a little more of that creaminess. And additionally, if the beer finishes out a little sweeter, hmm. you definitely get a lot of the creaminess. Okay. Um, and occasionally if the beer finishes out sweet, you also, the yeast will produce kind of a nutty flavor. It'll t- taste a little less bready, but a little yeah. more nutty. Okay. I would, I think I'd like that actually. A little nutty yeah, flavor. Nutty man. Might <laughs> 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 as well play it up, right? Yeah, you will. Um, awesome head retention on this beer. Thank you. Is that the wheat you, uh, head retention you you're talking head. about? Also, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the wheat deal there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's. Uh, I mean, it really sticks around. Laces all the way down the glass. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's coming from the proteins that come with the yeast. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, right. I mean, from the from the wheat. The beer grows on. Not it. Not. 
Just can't avoid it. One, four, five. I got John's going to go home singing this song now. Hot nuts. <laughs> disgusting. Actually, he's going to put it on his answering machine at home. Yeah. It's nice when she sings. It's disgusting when you do. Thanks. <laughs> you know, this beer actually grows on me more because in the beginning, the spiciness was just kind of... Oh, yeah? I, mean, I don't really like that flavor, personally. Okay. But it, it, it goes away after a while. Yeah. Well, the, one of the best things I like about this show is we get the freshest beer. Yeah, oh, yeah we do. That's true. I mean, and uh, this was bottled Wednesday. You guys didn't stop at BevMo and you were here to get me this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you grabbed it off the bottling line. Right. Yeah, we're that's good. We're spoiled. Yes, we are. Yeah. So now, John. Not complaining. Why don't we deal with your yeast questions about this beer? Because I think you have some good ones. And it is interesting that uh, you use a lager yeast. Mm-hmm. On yeah, and he's able to turn around in two weeks. Yeah. And I mean, what temperature are you fermenting it at? 53, which is how we're able to do that with that beer. What, why, that, did you, why did they start doing that? Do you know? I don't know for sure. I wondered that when I first started working there, and I did some reading about it. And the traditional yeast that people are using that give it that banana clove flavor, you know, a true top cropping ale yeasts yeah. that tend to be unstable when they're used in conical fermenters. Uh, in Germany, they're often, um, the yeast is collected off the top and mm-hmm. skimmed. Um, and you really can't do that with a conical fermenter, so it's not really a viable option here. Additionally, um, the banana clove flavor is not a particularly popular flavor in America. Okay. No. Um, so I think they yeah. were trying to come up with a Hefeweizen that's palatable to a lot more people than maybe just, you know, the dedicated you well, know, beer This drinker. is more along the lines of an American wheat beer. Mm-hmm. And traditionally, the way to do this is with a 1056. Yep. And this is a cool twist to do it yeah. with with uh, lager yeast at a high temperature. Mm-hmm. That's high. That's a high temperature for a lager yeast. It is absolutely yeah. okay. All right. Well, a lot of the guidelines in the BJCP, they would say, you know, use a Cal Ale yeast. Right. Use a Cal Ale. Use, use an ale yeah. yeast and use it. It makes it get a lower temperature, 65, 66. And this lager yeast. Would be better for a lager down in around 48. Okay. But when you pump it up to 53, it's not going nutty, but it's, it's going pretty fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you're saying you top crop, I mean. We don't top crop. I'm oh, saying the don't? traditional yeasts are, okay. uh, the traditional wise yeast are top cropped, which we, you know, we aren't able to do with our setup. Okay. So how many generations do you actually use of this yeast strain? We start, um, we use about 15 and we start brewing up the next one at about generation 10. Wow. So how big is your pitch for the amount of barrels that you're doing? Uh, well, we we count the cells and then make a calculation based on weight and bucket oil. size. <laughs> Pretty yeah, big. Sure. Well, we're for anywhere from 300 to 400 pounds of yeast slurry, oh. we'll go into a 250 barrel batch, which basically fills up like a three three barrel Grundy tank. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. That is. That's a great. You better pump pitch. that. You better not be like. I would push it with sterile sterile air. Okay. Wow. Think. Nick, the new guy, just you know, schlep it over there. <laughs> no, it's all it's all encased, and you know the all the vessels that this, the yeast mm-hmm. is ever in is uh, are in um, vessels that are steamed, and we push them from one to another, and then into the wort while it's knocking out in line um, with with the sterile air. Mm-hmm. So it's never contacting open air, picking up wild yeast or bacteria. So or it's, a, it's a dual transfer then. <laughs> so you're actually transferring your your wort from your boil and your ma- and your and your yeast at the same time. Oh no, post boil. Oh, post boil from okay. the whirlpool. Through the heat exchanger, and then when it's about to hit the uh, on the way to the cellar oh, okay. in the fermenter, we inject it line there. All right. Interesting. Uh, listeners want uh, you to go down the ingredient list for this beer if you could again. Okay, if so they, they go didn't down. get it the first time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> give that give that clone version going. Doc. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Hey, Doc goes pr- a burning. It's, there, it's pretty short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and I do. I'm 24 seven there. Yeah. Um, any 60 um, 40 uh, yeast and two row combination will, will get you the the base beer. Okay. And uh, starting gravity is you know 12 and a half Play-Doh. Okay. Uh, which I think is uh, 1.051. 10.50 10, 50 or 10, 50 so. Or so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then however much crystal malt you need to get to about six and a half to seven and a half SRM. Okay. Depending on which system you're, you know, you're using yeah. and what your, you know, color so, is like. So a higher crystal malt and less or lower and more. Absolutely. Yeah. And then, uh. This is still a pretty light beer. This is probably oh, yeah. a SRM 8. Uh, six and a half is the spec. Sometimes I'll get yeah. to seven, seven and a half. Yeah. Well, you're you're doing a step mash. What? Why do you do a step mash? And what is your strike water? Mm-hmm. And how long do you you know do you do your sacrification rests? And right. The uh, well, the first step is a protein rest at 122. Uh, we do that because there is so much wheat in there. Yeah, so much wheat. Otherwise, compared to barley, there's a lot more protein and it needs to be broken down. Is that okay? That's right. If you're doing a beer, let's say like a Kolsch um, that Scott was talking about with just 10% wheat, you're not. It's not a huge protein addition right. so you could probably skip it if you were just doing an infusion mash at home um but we do it for, you know for that reason right. um the, the sacrification happens about 154 155 for about 25 minutes hmm. so you want it pretty high a lot of body in the middle here. yeah but that's also going to depend on you know you know the health of your yeast um if your yeast is kind of super healthy you know you might be able to do a little higher get a little more sweetness depends on mm-hmm. how you know the yeast you're using how, how well it works because this definitely isn't a dry beer. No. no it's a, it finishes around 3 to 3.2 Play-Doh. Well, I have a question. What, 10, 12. I mean, how long is your mash cycle from strike to actually, you know, sparging time? Or Because the yeah. reason I'm asking is why don't you just do single infusion mm-hmm. with either less amount of wheat mm-hmm. and not and not worry about the proteins being break, broken down as much? Because I don't think you get that wheat character if okay. you put in that much wheat. Okay. Well, yeah, I think they're you know they're aiming for a wheat beer. Right. And you got to get around all the issues of having a wheat beer. So and one of the biggest the beta glucans that are going to make it kind of syrupy and thick on your tongue. Mm-hmm. So you want to use the enzymes you have, and that's at a low temperature. That's at 122. Mm-hmm. As soon as you strike water at 1048, you just killed all those enzymes at right. the lower temperature, and you won't be using those. So mm-hmm. you do just a short, short. Stint at 122, it breaks down some of the long, long chain glycoproteins. Then you shoot it up to where you want it to, and you do your, your sugar rest. And as far as strike water goes, that, that depends on the time of year. All our grain is stored, yeah. at least our bulk grain, like our wheat and our two rows, stored outside. So in the winter, obviously, the grain's pretty cold by the time it gets to the mash tun. So we might have something up around 140 or so. In the summer, you know, maybe it's more down like 130 to mm-hmm. get 122. But even then, um, we're wetting the grain as it goes in yeah, with the mash it. water. Additionally, the mash cooker is uh, steam jacketed, so we're able to you know adjust it that way so on, the, got, on the fly. You, you get the cool thing that you know shoots the water and the grain at the same time, really? so it wet, wets it as it goes in. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't have the guy in there with the mat. What? You need that. I thought about it. Surprise! Really, I, I thought, built how am yet. I going to build one of those? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I really have. You'll have it soon, I'm sure. You can't go too long without a great a gadget like that. A green bin above his house. <laughs> Jamil, who's in the chat room, uh, and by the way, will be joining us in the studio next week. Uh, it's going to be a great show. John's got a little surprise lined up for that one. Uh, he'll be joining us. But he says that a great yeast for American wheat beers is Kolsch yeast. Yeah, and uh, I guess he's probably done it. That's how he knows. Yeah, uh, sure, yeah. you ever done one of the uh, a coal yeast in a wheat beer? Uh, I haven't personally, okay. but I can see how that would work. Yeah, um, people recommend that twenty one twenty four um, lager yeast as a using it as a pseudo ale yeast. Okay, and additionally, people will say about that coal yeast, you can use it as a pseudo lager yeast. 
Gotcha. If you, if you use it down around 60 degrees. It will ferment cold. Yeah. It says, Even 55. It says okay. 67, you know, but I've done it around 62 and had really great I, results. I've done yeah. it 59. I've gotten good beers out of it. Wow. Yeah. And then would it would it just be real slow then? Yeah. It takes it's, longer. It's, okay. It's, it's slower. It's not three three day ferment. It's more like a seven day ferment. Okay. Well, that's all right. Well, you you just you'll let it sit there for three weeks yeah, or, or longer. <laughs> I'll get to it. It'll be done when I check it out later. It'll be done. Checking it out. <laughs> That's my package. I'm checking it out. Yeah, uh, it'll be done when I run out of beer in the kegerator. Is <laughs> when it's when my beer's done. Is <laughs> basically what happens. We're gonna take a quick break. We're coming back. We're here with John from Pyramid Breweries, located out of uh, based out of Washington, but also in Oregon and California, and distributed pretty widely. You can find them uh, in quite a bit of places across the country, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and you can go to pyramidbrew.com. It's, uh, you can click the icon right on our main page, too, just to find out where you can find their beer if you haven't already. So, uh, But it's good stuff. And uh, we're going to come back, talk more about Weizens and the Weizen line that Pyramid has lined up. Because yeah. you got how many Weizens are in the lineup? Well, full-time. There's yeah. Hefeweizen, yeah. Amber Weizen, and Apricot Weizen. Okay. And right now in the alehouses, we have a specialty October Weizen. Okay. Which is a good one. Actually, I want to talk about that when we come back. Sure. All right. We'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. We're here with John from Pyramid Breweries. And now back to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster on the Brewing Network. Yes, sir. We're back here with Pyramid Breweries. John's joining us, one of the main brewers down there at the Berkeley location. And uh, what we poured from John at the break was uh, his his own specialty. It, this one's you homebrewed, right? Yep. But you used to brew it at the Walnut Creek Ale House? Uh, yep. And they would put it on tap there? Yep. It was served fresh there out of serving tanks, and then we uh, would rack it and serve it in the other houses exclusively, yeah. And did they call it a pyramid beer then, or did yeah, they call it the... it's called Pyramid Porter. Okay. And depending on the location, and like, for example, I think in Walnut Creek it was Mount Diablo Porter. Okay. Uh, I bet it sold. I bet it sold really well. Though. This is an awesome porter. Yes. It's yeah. really good. Best really beer we've had today. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have to Absolutely. give uh, recipe formulation credit to uh, former buddy there, uh, Bo Baden, who's back yeah. east right now, trying to start up his own place. Okay, uh, Big Fish Brewing in Pennsylvania. Gotcha. We got some people out in Pennsylvania, so go uh, look for Big Fish out there. Yep. All right. He's just in the process of starting he's in the up. The process of starting up. He's got one barrel system that he's had for a while, and okay. he's trying to get the capital together. And is he going to recruit you out there once he um, gets going? You think? I don't know. Could happen. This is a good beer, man. Yeah, I like that. I'd recruit him. Flavors you get in there, John? Yeah, but you have to live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> uh, Black Patent. Mm. Maybe some Carafa in it. I don't know. Are you at chocolate? Chocolate, malt. chocolate, All chocolate. chocolate? Lots yeah, chocolate. of chocolate and a little bit of this. Anybody here want to buy my nuts? <laughs> little blue. A little bit of that in there. It's like chocolate nuts. Chocolate nuts. Chocolate sulfur nuts is what I taste in that. She changed the name to uh, John's Chocolate Sulfur Nuts. <laughs> is what I would call it. It's, it's kind of roasted coffee without the burnt. You don't you don't have that acrid acidy burny thing, and that tells you with this dark, you pretty much know the guy likes chocolate. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? The thing with that that not being acidy, like you're talking yeah. about, I poured a Guinness extra stout the other night, and I, the sulfur taste was just so strong in it that uh, it it just disturbed the beer. Basically, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, and this has notes of sulfur. It's there. You can tell that it's got really? that dark flavor, mm-hmm. but 
but the good that chocolatey flavor is enough to just to smooth it out. Yeah, so it's soft. not like you're drinking uh, you know charcoal like it was with that extra yeah. stout. Uh, uh, yeah, minerally kind of. Yeah, that's what I, it's. Yeah, yeah I mean, it just com- maybe I'm confusing the mineral with sulfur. Like a salt lick. But yeah, yeah. it's definitely <laughs> just a real minerally flavor, which you yeah. get. You just you, but you only you get it just enough in this one. Yeah, to, see, this is round. It's it's creamy mm-hmm. and and. Coffee, that nice mocha kind of yeah. chocolatey coffee thing. Yeah. If this was still on tap at the Wall in the Creek House, that's this one I'd be I'd be getting right there. Yeah, I'm sure now did they uh, did they give you a cut of that? Uh, because you uh, you know it was your own little thing. Did they be like, hey, you get paid extra now because we're serving your beer? None that they know about. Got <laughs> All right. No, they, they actually <laughs> just let him brew his own beer. Then, yeah, that was the which cut. He right probably now. doesn't get to do anymore. <laughs> yeah, what is that like? You know, I mean, brewing for a living, and you have to brew two style and. Mm-hmm. Process. I mean, brewing to live, living to brew. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Um, one thing I hadn't expected, you know, being a home brewer, you really get caught up in the creative side of it, and you know, each beer being perfectly, you know, individual and unique. And when you get in a situation like a pyramid where you're brewing a lot of the same beer over and over again, you really begin to appreciate um, consistency mm-hmm. and how to do it. And you actually learn a lot of skills doing that that you can bring back to your creative process. Well, yeah, you have to. You've got mm-hmm. a, a client base that you have to. They expect something out yeah. of you. And every year the crop's different. You were talking about you know the changing hop thing. Yeah. And you got to make it taste pretty close. Yeah. They'll let you go a little bit, you sure. know, one way or the other, because it is a, a small brewery kind mm-hmm. of thing. But you guys aren't that small. Mm-mm. No. They're, they're you reach out. You reach out to a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they expect it to be within a certain range and really cool. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it takes a lot to make it consistent. It does. It takes a lot of instrumentation. Yeah. Checking at all all levels of the all points of the process. I think so. I do you have, do you have guys in white coats to do that for you? You got to do it. No, we don't really have a dress code. No, I'm talking about <laughs> the lab guys. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm just oh, your lab guys are filthy rats, like the rest of us. Well, um, you got lab toadies. Well, actually, we we brewers do a lot of a lot of lab work ourselves. Um, that are, that's involved the process. We're taking you know we're taking kettle samples to get the you know starting gravity, so we can determine our evaporation, top up numbers, things like that, bitterness levels. Um, to make adjustments, and then, but there are things that we do have a dedicated lab technicians that are doing, like uh, microplating, to make sure we're not getting uh, wild yeast in the beer, uh, beer splodge mm-hmm. bacteria. But they're also working on the packaging line and the racking line where we take the beer, to, you know, helping them out as well. What so, about your head? Do you get a heads up with your ingredients coming in? You know, the new crop of, of yeah. barley, the new crop of, of you know, sure, hops the, and the barley and the wheat guys come around once a year towards the end of harvest. You know, let us know what they think's coming down the line, and so, so you guys can yeah deal with that. But even then, within a whole year, um, I mean, you might, the barley might be one way, but how it gets malted, it's still gonna it's gonna be different from batch to batch a little bit, and right. we will notice you know variations, even though it's you know within the same crop year. When you because you're taking measurements on every brew all the way through, mm-hmm. you start to see a little drift here and there, maybe in your yields, and you can correct. It that way. Nice. 888-401-BEER if you got any questions. You can also join us in the chat room. Just hit the chat now button right on the main page. Lots of home brewers in there talking, and it's the best way to get questions to us right there. Uh, okay, so that Big Fish Brewery, this is a question coming out of the chat room that uh, that he's yeah. looking to open. Yeah. Uh, where would he be based out of? Scranton. Scranton, Pennsylvania? Scranton, Pennsylvania. All right, there I'm you not go. putting the cart before the horse, but he's been working out for a while, and okay. I don't think he's, he's making a, He's probably listening. He's probably listening. Oh, that'd be he's nice. He's going to try to stump me, I'm sure. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got my own crazy jack. Why don't we start <laughs> with, with your own with your own porter? Yeah. yeah. 
In fact, I'm glad you mentioned that because let's get started with some giveaways. Uh, John and Pyramid were generous enough to actually bring in five shirts for us to give away today, which means you've got your work cut out for you this week, John, sending stuff out. But let's start giving stuff away, huh? Let's do it. Uh, of course, we'll do the Stump the Brewer. I would like to take a caller to do one of the Stump the Brewers, and I'm okay taking uh, the chat room as well. And uh, that's, that'll be two of them right there, and then we'll figure out how to get some other stuff away. We'll probably do the new caller deal, just if you're a new caller who hasn't called in before. Call in and say hello. Tell us where you're at, what you're drinking. We'll give you a shirt for that. And uh, I don't know, maybe John's got some ideas he wants to give a shirt for, like uh, first person's wife to send him a naked picture or something like that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. That's what you were thinking, yeah. right, John? So uh, maybe we can do that. <laughs> All right. What I want to talk not. about in terms of your uh, Weizen beers is uh, it, obviously it's it's a it's a, a common thing in the wheat style to have an unfiltered beer. Sure. But Pyramid actually filters a couple of their beers, yeah. uh, namely uh, the Crystal Weizen, yep. and which I'd like to ask about. But also, but first, this uh, the Brewer's Handle you have out now, which is just mm-hmm. kind of a featured beer you guys do. Yeah. Uh, is is an October Weizen? Yep. Um, which is also it's a filtered wheat beer. Yes. Right. Okay. Why is it an October Weizen. What uh, what's the deal with the style there? Well, obviously it was September and October time, so we wanted to have an Oktoberfest, which we've done the last couple of years. Okay. Um, and obviously the new way we're sort of orienting our brewing is towards wheat beers. Okay. And I think they're trying to be creative and figuring out uh, well, what else can we put wheat in besides the obvious you know style guidelines that are out sure. there. And uh, that was that was one that came out. Okay. And uh, it's about good about thirty percent wheat. Okay. Um, Crystal malt, give it about you know twenty four percent or so color, and and I believe uh, we don't brew that in Berkeley, but I do believe it's got some uh, the noble hops. Um, oh, okay. is the uh, hopping we're using on that. Which one is it? Hersbrucker. Hollertar Hersbrucker. Oh, okay, Hollertar. All right. Gave me the uh, the secret name. I don't know the yeah. back door. Well, name. it's the secondary <laughs> name for uh, Hollertar. That's why Doc's here. Yeah. You didn't know either, did you, John? (laughs) John sells hops, damn it, and he didn't know, so I don't feel so bad. (laughs) I sell. (laughs) Okay. And and then you guys filter that one. Yes. Okay. And is that just a, uh, I mean, is the filtering and unfiltering in a beer like that that's a wheat beer, Mm -hmm. is it a gimmick or is there a change in a flavor profile? Well, there's definitely a, a change in the, when we're tasting these beers. I mean, several people noticed that there was a yeast flavor that was bready or even nutty. Okay. Or, Or smell. Or yeah, or an aroma that could be sulfury or, or just bready. Okay, and he's selling beer. Yeah, and a lot of people that aren't beer people, sure, uh, don't want to drink cloudy beer. They sure. think there's well, and that's wrong why I asked whether or not it's a gimmick because but, I understand oh, that part. Would you rather it. drink cloudy water or clear water? It depends on how drunk I am, really. See? <laughs> or, or if you're a water aficionado. <laughs> so, you know. Well, the, un- the, un- <laughs> the unfilteredness um, obviously has its own flavor and aroma and visual qualities. Yeah. Um, and by making sort of a, an ad campaign out of refreshingly unfiltered, it's sort of putting a positive spin that on, you know, the general public might be perceived as a bad thing. You know, that it's right. cloudy, that it's not, you know, perfectly clear um, like other beers. That's actually it's meant to be that way, and it's a good thing. You should check it out. Right, right. Well, most people that go into his kind of beer pub, they're they're dragging a friend with them to have real beer. Yeah, know? yeah. And you're your Bud Miller Coors people, right? And you're dragging them mm-hmm. in there, and you better have something that kind of looks clear and clean and nice, so they'll even start the run. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense too. The October Weizen in, in particular mm-hmm. is—it's actually—it's a, a pretty darn good beer. A good malt flavor on that one. 
Um, similar to, you guys also have an amber Weizen, mm-hmm. which is the same color except unfiltered, right? <laughs> yeah, similar. It's close in color. Okay. And I actually find the two to taste uh, fairly similar. It, what's the difference in the wheat bill between those two? Do you know that? Um, there's, pro- there's probably 50 to 60% wheat in the amber white. In the amber, okay. Yeah, so that one's significantly more. Yeah, that is a lot more. Yeah, and there's there. about uh, 10% or so crystal malt in that uh, amber white. It's okay. going to give it a little more malt character. And also it finishes a little higher around for Play-Doh. Oh, okay. It gives it a sweeter, more perceived malty character. Gotcha. Whereas the October Wisen you're talking about is, you know, it's a lot drier, a lot crisper. Right. So. All right. We got a caller. Let's take a caller real quick. You're on the air. Hello. Hello. Who are we talking to? This is Tim. Hey, Tim. How are you? Wonderful. Tim, where are you at? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, I'm, the that, I'm the guy that emailed you about the uh, little screw-up about last week. Uh, which one was it? Which screw-up? Which screw-up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, do, I have so many screw-ups, you gotta, uh, you got to let me know again. Uh, you know, I put a little bit too much carafa in a little uh, wheat. Hmm. How much carafa? Uh, about a half a pound. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Five gallons? Uh, yeah, well, Ooh. yeah. Ooh, baby. motor oil. So I, yeah. lubed, I lubed up the old uh, lawnmower. <laughs> nice. <laughs> With nice. a cup holder. Don't call your wife that. Did you dump it? Um. Yeah, I did. It was no good, huh? Oh, well. it, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> it wasn't worth saving. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after you, after, you, after you taste the uh, the uh, second transfer, it it just wasn't. Um, don't throw it out yet. Uh, he already did. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Usually, <laughs> if you overdo something, send it to us. <laughs> no, 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 what Doc was gonna say. No, it, you. actually, what I it, you can try to save it with another beer and blend it. There That's usually go. what I try to do. I, I try to figure out what this one's missing. Hmm. Uh, brew up something else that has a lot less of what you're trying to get, and and blend the two. What do you do with it in the meantime? Just let it ferment out as normal. You're the one keg guy. (laughs) You've got room for one keg. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. What do you do with it? Just leave it sitting there? Yeah. Well, he's in Minnesota. He can put it on the porch. (laughs) It'll stay nice and cool. (laughs) It'll stay nice and cool. It'll turn into a nice ice in a couple weeks. (laughs) Hey, ice beer ice. Ice box. Yeah, that's right. Uh, But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I would at least try to brew something else and then blend it before I throw it out. Oh, it's too late. Yeah. No, dang. Too late. <laughs> too but late. You, you overdid it on something. Yeah, Bruce, I, I, I just wanted, I was, uh, I was going for a blonde, and it kind of... With carafa? Yeah, I kind of... Oh, no. You're, you're kidding us, right? No, I'm <laughs> hey, trying something different. I, hey, I've done worse than that, man. Don't you worry about these two, <laughs> about these two jokers. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, but no, it, 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 don't, I'm telling you guys, don't throw out beard because you overdid something. Just brew another thing a lot less of what it was mm-hmm. and blend the two together. Just really trying to think about what you did and you overdid it. Blend it along the same lines and, and you could probably have twice as much beer that's pretty, probably drinkable at that point. Now back up for a second. What's, what is the profile that Carafa gives that's so like, oh, don't put that in a blonde? Carafa is a color malt. It's, it's okay. like, it's like chocolate malt. Only, oh. only it's a German dark, it's the darkest German thing you can get pretty much. Mm-hmm. It tasted like burnt chocolate. Yeah. Yes. You use it sparingly mo- just for color. You and don't it, want to it, taste it. it. You yeah. brewed that after the Brian Hunt show, didn't you? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> boy. I like it's, that. It's not in style, man. Hey, he probably <laughs> he did black beer. He went and he tasted the grain, just like Brian said. Yeah. And if it tastes good, brew it. Yeah. Right. 
She uh, loved it. <laughs> He's like, yeah, something like that. Uh, <laughs> with, with carafa, if you want color, it's just a little bit. If you want some flavor, it's just a little bit more. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a lot more. Yeah. Uh, carafa's, uh, it's mostly for color and some, some amount of flavor, but you can overdo it real easy. What else did you put in that beer? Um, let's see, what was it? Uh, well, I had, I had about, uh, two pounds of wheat. Okay. And then, uh, I think it was nine pounds of two row. That, that, that would have been a nice golden without the carafa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or actually, if you would have put it, you know, just probably just maybe an ounce or two of carafa, maybe. What did it taste like? Uh, like I said, burnt chocolate. Yeah, just burnt chocolate. And actually, if you would have brewed another beer without the carafa and mixed the two, you probably would have had a really nice beer. Yeah, I would have done mm-hmm. the same batch without the same carafa. batch without the carafa yeah. and then mix the two. Yeah, yeah. and then it you would, know what a quarter pound tastes like. Yeah, and you would have known what a quarter <laughs> right. pound. Right. It's right. still a lot, but you would have cut it again. It out. Yeah, you know what an eighth of a pound tastes like. Or well, then when you're blending, losing beer. When you're blending, <laughs> yeah, it's important. When you're blending, you don't have to blend fifty fifty. Yeah, you can blend uh, willy nilly. Well, you can blend a lot of this and a little of that. Yeah, and throw the rest away. <laughs> right. What about all these bottles of ESB that I have that never carbonated and they're still sitting in my cupboard? Can I just blend them with something now? Throw them away. Right. <laughs> That's the cool thing about kegging. Yeah. One bottle. It's <laughs> one bottle. big bottle. Yeah, man. it's just one giant bottle. <laughs> all right. And you don't have to pop the cap on it. Tim, were you calling for anything else than that? Or, uh... Uh, that was going to be my question. What kind of hell could I have done with that? But uh, I think I beat that one down. Yeah, yeah. I would blend it. I, I, blending is always good. If it, if it doesn't taste horrible and you just overdid things and you didn't do anything really bad, so you got these nasty off flavors, uh, I would blend it just to kind of cut the overdone things. And yeah. I've done it. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I've done it. So What's uh, the flavor you were going for when you decided to put carafa in there? Uh, I think I was just going for like a darker blonde. I wasn't sure. Hmm. How much would be too much? A dirty blonde. A dirty blonde. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, there you go. Dirty blonde, all right. That's what you could have called it. Yeah. I guess you could have called it, you know, the carpet doesn't match the curtains. Type of <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Carpet doesn't match the curtains ale. <laughs> that would have been nice, actually. Now I want you to brew it again just so yeah. we can have a beer that's named that. <laughs> yeah, my wife would really love that one, too. Yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> right. Tim, uh, have you ever called us before? No. All right, you get a shirt. Right. You get a pyramid mm-hmm. shirt. Uh, send me an email or send it to John or send it to all of us. I don't care. Uh, as long as somebody gets uh, send it to me. Let's get it all in one place. Yeah. Justin at the Brewing Network and just uh, name the show. Say it was a pyramid shirt and okay. uh, give us your address and all that. I'll send you a shirt out uh, courtesy of John and Pyramid Brewery. Well, thanks. Yeah, I, I love the Hefe. Thank you. Oh, Enjoy cool. It. There's nothing like them. They're, they're the best. Yeah. Sweet. It's good beer. Of course, you know, we got the local Shells Brewery here and they're pumping out their Hefe too. Yeah. How is that Hefe there? Oh, it's it's very very uh, spicy. Is it? Yeah, they go with the Hefies. more of the the traditional German kind of mm-hmm. spicy type of thing. Okay. Do you put a lemon in it? Do I? Yeah. Don't admit yeah. to it. Don't admit to it. <laughs> <laughs> say no. You know, in the summer I would. Yeah, yeah. But uh, now that it's toward the winter, no, not really. A lot of people do. My roommate, uh, who likes good beer, he drinks a lot of good beer. Uh, in fact, he's aging some barley wine that he bought. He didn't brew it. He's not a brewer, but he bought some uh, some barley wine. He just he, he knows that if you age it, it's better. But he bought a commercial one that they've already aged, and now he's doing it himself. Nice. And he'll taste it again. It's like next year's. But anyway, uh, 
Man, he puts like two lemons in his half of ices, and he squeezes the crap out of them. <laughs> like yeah. every little last bit is in there. It's a rattler. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is almost a rattler. Daniela, didn't they want you to teach us how to say... Uh, Biten. Biten. Say Radler. Biten. Radler. Biten. Radler. I pronounced... I said half. Is that all right? No. Oh. It's Biten. <laughs> you have an excuse. Well, you're we're, from we're, Minnesota. No, it's not okay. It's Biten. Biten. <laughs> it's not all right. We're, we were talking about putting too much lemon into your hepa bison. Biten, Dr. Scott. Biten. Biten. No lemon. There you go. Biten. Kind of. Very good, Justin. <laughs> kind of limon. It's the lisp. <laughs> Tim, thanks for the call, man. Okay, thanks. We'll talk to you later. All right, well, Tim from Minnesota, Weizen, spicy. What fun! All right, that's one shirt down. We've got four to go. It's eight 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 four zero one beer. My brother was out in the audience there today. He was hanging out in the chat room, and he just did a a dinner. He's out in New York. Goes to the Culinary Institute of America out there. Um, otherwise known as the CIA. But every time I say that, they're like, your brother works for the CIA? <laughs> yeah, he's with the company. Uh, but he did a, a dinner out there, and he had to make a beer sorbet. So I'm actually I'm trying to get him to call in so we can find out about that. He's going to call in soon. He is? Yeah. Is he in there calling me gay, too? No, but it's so funny because nobody believes it that you're not gay anymore. <laughs> Even when you refer to your roommate, yeah. roommate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my domestic partner. Well, you know, he's not wearing any pants right now. He's jumping up and down on the couch. <laughs> yeah, so he's a little off. <laughs> he's... he's in his own little world. He's not to style. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Is that my brother on the phone there? It's another good caller? All right. Dang. What do you think about a Hefeweizen with a banana split? <laughs> oh, put a banana in your Hefeweizen. What are you talking about? <laughs> Can you get that banana in there? <laughs> Hot nuts. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. I can hardly hear you. It's Di. Oh, hi, Di. Hi, Di. How are you? Were you listening? Hi, good. How are you? Could you not hear over the hot nut song? Is that <laughs> is that the problem? <laughs> uh, you gotta yell. Oh, okay. You have to. Yell. Oh, you're for you're a long way away. We have to yell. Yeah, we're covering some Yay. distance here. How are you doing, Di? I'm very well, thanks. I got your CDs. Hey, I believe you're giving away T-shirts to just anybody today. Yeah, they brought a bunch of them. We're just handing them out now. Have you got any women's ones? We got any small sizes there? The gay women? We have a large. Large is his... That's as small as we got. We come over there to collect Oz's t-shirts ourselves, and he tells me you're gay. Everyone tells me you're gay. (laughs) How dare you? What about Daniela? (laughs) Don't listen to them. Why don't you listen to them for? Why don't you listen to me? Daniela's sure he's gay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure, actually, Di. I'm sorry. I have to admit. (laughs) She's trying to change him. (laughs) She's trying really hard. Actually, I don't care too much. You're not helping me out over there. (laughs) Boy, oh, boy. I you say do when you go beer tasting, do you pick up all the men there, do you? <laughs> <laughs> Only, he gets a little hammered first. What the hell? A little hammered. Wow. <laughs> open, oh, I just stay to myself. I'm more asexual is what I am. I just, I just hang out by myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a whole different thing. It's me and my beer. I'm beer sexual is what I am. Your beer sexual. Di, I thought you were a friend of the show. I'm about to hang up on oh, you. Now. People are telling me some nasty stuff about you. <laughs> oh, that's a good thing. What do they know? <laughs> He's a nasty boy. <laughs> Doc, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I, I'm just going with this thread. Yeah, I'm putting you on mute, too. <laughs> I'm with Di on that. So now you guys aren't going to come get your shirts because you're afraid to stay in my house? 
Yeah. <laughs> and San Francisco full stop, I believe. <laughs> you know, it's not that far away. <laughs> it isn't. It's close. It's close. I'll you tell can you this. feel it. Yeah, at, at the rate we've been going with uh, your shirts, you're probably, uh, you'll get them sooner if you come out and pick them up yourself. No, we can't now. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Oh, That's man. funny. I wonder how long this is going to go on. Years. Forever. I, we ought to do a broadcast We've from the... All right. Yeah. Justin, just tell it you're coming there. Yeah, well, come out there. Is, does it, you invited me... That's not what I said. You had said a couple weeks ago that I could stay there any time. Are you revoking your invitation now? Absolutely, if you're going to hurt this household. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> man. But I'm sure that I can still come. Right, Di? <laughs> Absolutely, anytime. Thank oh, you're you. apparently I a gay lover, is what you are. So <laughs> that chick thing. We're going to broadcast from the Pride Parade this year now that this whole thing's going on. I'm you know. sorry, you have to yell that one. I didn't hear you. I just said we're going to do our own broadcast from the Pride Parade that we have here in San Francisco. We're going to get our own booth. <laughs> Well, if you ever come here, we'll try and work it so you can broadcast from here, too. Well, Oz said he's up for it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Oz been telling you. That guy sends me some emails, All right, now though. where's my T-shirt and Oz's? All right, they're waiting to be signed. That's the deal. Who has to sign these? We do. Oz wanted them signed, but I, I got they're all black, so I got to get one of those fancy pens that like writes in silver paint, you know? So we can sign it. We could just lick it. That's and all it's waiting. We can look at it on an ultraviolet light. I doubt they care anymore about our signatures. Yeah, I can just send oh, them that's blank. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just no, lick it. She's referring to Dr. Scott right now, <laughs> yeah. not you. Right, I didn't even know what was happening there for a second. Um, we can send them signature lists, and then I can do it tomorrow. Okay. Can I have mine personally signed? Not not like Oz or anything. I yeah. want my woman's one. Yeah, I don't know if we have one. Do we, we have one for you, Dad? I believe you're going to be getting some. Oh, okay. That's right. You're right about that. And then I'll, I'll give you one person. And, you, and you, you want it signed or not signed? Oh, yeah, you better sign it. Sign it. But just to you, you don't want it to say anything about us. Uh, no. All right. <laughs> Justin. That's fine. We can do that. Where do you get one of these one? pens that you've been talking about for so long? Just at the station, like Staples or whatever, office supply stores. And it's called a... I don't know. They just say it's like it's more paint than a it is a pen. pen. It'll say a paint pen. Exactly. It's a paint pen. So I, I should probably get it if we're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll you know it. how that's working. This yeah, is how I'll it works around I'll here. I'll do it. Doc can afford it. Put your DNA on it for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to take too much more of this from you. <laughs> no, I, I'm, with, I'm with you on that, Doc. He's been talking about this paint pen thing for. Two Six months? months. Yeah. <laughs> Two, three months. Uh, I, I'll get it for you. That's yeah. the way it works around here, actually, is that we'll talk about doing it for a while, and finally Doc gets fed up. And <laughs> I do. Goes and does it himself. <laughs> Surprised right, you haven't, like... like I love that. Well, I thought it was a done deal, but okay. that Dustin hasn't told you about yet. Oh, yeah. The Wave CD. Oh, really? Yeah. We have it. It's really? Here. It's here. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. She's a big fan. Big fan of the Waves. That's great. When are we going to play it? I play them all the time for her now. Really? You gotta send me another band now, Di. You were complaining okay, about me yeah. playing the same ones all the time. <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> you could just, well, uh. Thank you. Make sure you don't forget my nice t-shirt. Alright, we won't forget it. Thank you for the call. Okay. Thank bye. you, Di. Bye bye. See you later. Boy, oh boy. I'm internationally gay now. I You're do. screwed. <laughs> That's Australia. You can't, you can't even go continent to continent. No, I can't even run and hide. <laughs> You're not helping out any, Daniela. Because, you know, there are no gays in Australia. So you stick out. You so would stick out like a Why does wheat, sour, and mash with <laughs> tart characteristics to beer? I'm just going to let you have it that easy. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, let's do talk more about these wheat beers, though. What's up with the crystal Weizen that you guys do? Is that almost your Hefeweizen, but you filter it? Uh, almost in the sense it does have a little bit less wheat. It's around 40, 50% wheat, and it's filtered. Okay. Um, it's got a little bit of a fruitier, hoppier profile yeah. than that regular Hefeweizen does. So it's not just a crystal style. It's it, You actually imbibe it, make it more fruity. Make, a it, bit. make it different, basically, instead of just a filtered version. Exactly. Um, additionally, right now, we're only serving that in the ale houses, and I think it's a beer that's under development, so you know, it might change a little bit. Or it might disappear. Or it might disappear. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, we got another caller on the air. Hang on, let's take another little break. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, what's up? Ah, oh, it's my brother. It's like talking to two of us now. <laughs> that's right, scary. Right. My brother's married, though, by the way, so you don't have to call him gay. He can still be gay. Let's see. You believe all this talk going on here, Bug? Uh, you know, I've been reading some of this stuff. It's not too far from the truth. <laughs> You're an ass. You're an ass. Uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you is uh, because you, you had your beer dinner the other night, right? Yeah. And what's yeah. the brewery that was hosting that? Uh, Omegang. Omegang. Oh, wow. Nice. Cooperstown. Nice. Or is that what it is? Cooperstown, yeah. New York? Yeah, Cooperstown, New York. I'm okay. a fan. Yeah? yeah I've never had How did you have it, Doc? Oh, you here. can get it out here. Oh, you yeah. can? So yeah. all over the place. got three beers out here. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm a big fan. Yeah, really it was good stuff. I actually made uh, pretzels, too, I wanted to tell Daniela. Oh, really? How did you make pretzels yourself? Well, he's a cook. He's a chef. That's amazing, really, because everybody keeps telling me you can't make pretzels by yourself. You need, like, big industry ovens and stuff. Is that not true? It's very definitely not true. Oh, <laughs> I got to call you, buggy. Yeah. <laughs> How's uh how's the baby doing? Uh, doing pretty good, we think. Doing pretty good. <laughs> we think, as in dad doesn't know? Well, it's not born yet. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but uh, congratulations to my brother uh, from the Brewing Network here. They're, they're having a baby, I think. Uh, I think first, first baby? First baby. Ooh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, the first baby together. I think his wife has like seven or eight kids uh, before their marriage or something. Five. 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 Just five. <laughs> Sorry. When are you having a baby, Jay? I'm never having a baby. I have no idea what you're talking about. Gays have to adopt. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> have babies, you know. You <laughs> have to have them. You acquire them. And uh, so my brother sent me the ultrasound of this kid. Right, this kid they're having. You should see the gun on this kid. <laughs> it got the stem on the apple. Man, it takes up the entire ultrasound. It's just the gun. It's like it's basically a gun and a head. That's what it is. That a boy. He's a Crosley. <laughs> you guys, you guys, figure out a name for that thing yet? No, we were talking gun. to you around today, but Justin's but a good yeah. name. But, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He'd be called Little Justin. But with that gun, you'd be called Little Justin. <laughs> yeah, dude. Switch over. I'd be Junior. <laughs> you'd be Little Justin. So tell us about the beer sorbet that you made for this dinner, though. I'm, that's what I was interested in. Oh, all right. Well, uh, we made it actually from, from the wheat beer, the Omegang Wit. Okay. Um, and I used... Uh, lemon, uh, fresh squeezed lemon juice. Um, hey, turn your TV down back there, will you? Yeah, Michelle, you turn it down. The hell? Is a little house in the prairie? No, it, it, it sounds like you know, White Christmas or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a bell <laughs> ringing or something, right? <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you made it with their uh, their wheat, is that what you said? 
Yeah, we made it with the wheat. Um, it was basically uh, beer, a simple syrup, uh, some orange zest, lemon juice, and uh, egg whites. Okay. And we served it over um, a shaved fennel salad with an orange supreme on there. It was really tasty. And how much like beer does it end up tasting like after all that? Um, it, it tastes enough like beer to serve the purpose. You know, you, you can you can adjust it. You can adjust the sugar and the simple syrup and all that stuff. Um, but to, to make it taste either more or less like beer, but it tasted. You can definitely taste the beer in there. Uh, but it was sweet enough to, to actually act as a dressing, as a sorbet-type dressing for the salad. Gotcha. Tell everybody what simple syrup is. Uh, it's a sugar and water mixture. The sugar doesn't doesn't dissolve real well in a lot of things, so you make up this syrup ahead of time. Oh, okay. Right. All right. And did people like it? Did they finish it? Oh, yeah, they loved it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, they loved it. It's good that you don't suck. You're going it. to that expensive school out there. <laughs> Right, and I can make sorbet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is the uh, is the guy going to let you brew out there or what? I don't know. You know, I don't have much uh, time right now. But we're we're going to talk about it. Maybe. You got a baby coming. You have less and less. Yeah, I think you don't have yeah. time now, buddy. Never going to see yeah. you again. <laughs> <laughs> Your life's over, man. Oh, come on, that's horrible. It's just beginning. <laughs> oh. Oh, that's the way to where, you hear, where did you yeah, hear that? That's a good way to look at it. Hey, you, shut up, John. That deserves, <laughs> that, that, that deserves a shirt. Yeah, it's because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, his wife's sitting like right next exactly. to him. <laughs> he heard that somewhere. It's just beginning. It's our new life together. With a, <laughs> with a kid with a big gun. We got the big gun kid. <laughs> 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 okay, my advice to you is have two funds: his college fund, yeah, and his bail fund. <laughs> yeah, one. And you're kids. set. Whatever the kid's name is, his middle name in parenthesis in, in quotations has to be Big Gun, right? Like like Tony Big Gun Crosley or something. Or BG. Right. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> Yo, BG. What names are you guys thinking of? Um, you know, Mich- uh, Michelle actually wants likes uh, Machine Gun. Tony. Tony? Yeah. Tony. Then he's a junior. Tony. Right, and I don't like that. I'm nah, he'd be little Tony all his life. Yeah, my brother's Anthony, so uh, that little, makes him little a junior. To- eh. Ah, Tony's not bad, though. No, no, it's, it's not bad, but... You should name him something like like Fester. How about, Ro- <laughs> How about Rocky? <laughs> yeah, like Rocky. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Rocky's a great name, actually. I like Rocco. You know? Rocco is yeah. even better. Then he can go into porn. <laughs> right. right, Rocco or Bugsy are my top choices right now. Bugsy's not bad, although then he's got some high, uh, you know, some big shoes to fill. Right, if he's a Bugsy. How about Al? <laughs> they already have an Al. Oh shit! Yeah, <laughs> they have yeah an one Al. of the five kids that his wife has name is Al. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It cuts it down. <laughs> yeah, it does cut it down. Now you're just <laughs> down to Rocco and Bugsy. <laughs> right. Well, we got a little bit of time. We got like five months or something. Five months of freedom, my friend. Enjoy it. Or you know, you could have some fun naming after a beer. Yeah, like oh. like Amagang. <laughs> well, if there's a girl, you could name an Amber. <laughs> yeah, right. You can oh, name oh, a yes. Porter. Oh, Wit. Weizen. You know, oh, then I have to learn how to say it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bach. That's true. Mm. All right, Buggy. Well, thanks for the call. I appreciate you letting us know about the beer sorbet. Yeah, uh, no problem. Tell your wife I'm sorry I made fun of you guys for ten minutes. All right. <laughs> it won't be the last time. Yeah. I'm not welcome yeah. there anymore. 
I'm right. not sure I was welcome in this place. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm not welcome for real. Uh, right. Are you the older brother or the younger brother? Older. He's older. Oh, then, then Jess is never welcome over there. <laughs> <laughs> he's, uh, he's two years older than me, but his wife's like 15 years older than him or something. Then you're never welcome over there. She's real old, right? Yeah, forget old. it. You're just you're just hammering yourself into the ground. <laughs> isn't she like almost? Isn't she like like? Uh... <laughs> just stop. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave it at that. Uh, sorry, Michelle. It's all in all in good fun. Right. <laughs> at least I'll it's, never hear the archives. It's fun for okay, me. I have to go now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. <laughs> I'm not even going to give him a shirt, even though I just put him through that abuse. <laughs> <laughs> That's plagiarism. Yeah. Yeah. Unless we end up with an extra one, then I'll send you a shirt. How about that? We did have four to give away still. We only away two. We, no, we only gave away one, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we just did. one. All right, so why don't we get work get to work on uh, Stump the Brewer? You got any questions from the chat room for that there? We got one from us. One from us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like seven shirts for this Well, maybe guy. he wants to donate the shirt then to somebody other in the chat, you know? That would be nice, Oz. If Oz, how does that sound to you? Pick somebody. Okay. Uh, are you ready for this, John? Sure. Where and when was the first beer brewed in the Americas? In the Americas. <laughs> yeah. They don't screw around, John. Hmm. I'd probably have to say Jamestown. I, I don't know location-wise. This says uh, Sir Walter's Colony in Virginia. That could be Jamestown. 1587. That very Jamestown. well could be Jamestown, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, Virginia... And there's no way you would have... I'll give it to you. I'm saying he wasn't stumped. He no. knew Jamestown. Are you all right with that, John? Uh, yeah, Austin's getting a shirt anyways. <laughs> He's not shipping it to you. No. <laughs> I, thought uh, the, I thought the Mayflower pulled over because they ran out of beer. But then it, would, it, it wasn't Jamestown. brewed in the Americas, see. Yeah. Oh, you're saying where, that where did been, they brew it when they ran? Oh, out I thought of beer. you meant like that the beer they brought w- you would have been the first beer. No, they, but you're saying no, they, they ran out and, and then pulled over and brewed. Yeah, they didn't yeah. have the little guy on the bicycle, the scooter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they didn't have the scooter man, <laughs> which no, at that get, point would have been Robo. We're man. out of beer, mutiny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. All right, you not you stumped. Don't, you don't run the high yeah, seas, low on beer. <laughs> it's eight 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 four zero one beer. You can call in and stump the brewer, and uh, also you can do it in the chat room. We're going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll be right back. We're with Pyramid. You got another question there, John? You're looking all angry about the break. You all right? I just have some questions and chemistry about mash and stuff, and I was curious. We'll do it when we come back. Oh, let's do it. How about that? Real quick break. We'll be back. Chemistry of mash with John Plisse. Let <laughs> me play your song instead of some other. Hot nuts. You see that Hot man nuts. all dressed in brown. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right back. Is that Billy Holiday? No, it's uh, Georgia White. Georgia White. Sweet Georgia White. Good old. That's like late 20s like swing there. Early 30s. Yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. It's the Brewing Network. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Hot nuts. I've got nuts for sale. When a hog gets hungry, he begins to grunt. When a man gets hungry, he begins to hunt. Hot nuts. Hot nuts. Bound from the peanut man. You're listening to three guys with one microphone and five gallons of beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. 
The Brewing Network, saving your life, one beer at a time. Come on, John, say oi. oi. Give us an oi. Oi. <laughs> John. Oi. Oi. There you go. <laughs> We're here with John from Pyramid Breweries, hanging out, talking Weizens with us. And I uh, got some shirts to give away. I've got a few Stump the Brewer questions. Uh, one question I had for you, though, that came in a little earlier that was not a Stump the Brewer is, what's the most percent of wheat that you put into your beer without worrying about diastic power? 60%. 60? Mm-hmm. And what is diastic power for those of uh, us? Di- di- diastatic. Diastatic. Thank you, Scott. It was written as diastic, by the way. Well, because, you know, she doesn't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> She's imported. <laughs> whatever. Just do it yourself, then. Okay, wait, wait. She is imported. That's true. <laughs> Fights it. <in>, whatever. <laughs> so what is it? Diastatic power. Go ahead, John. Uh, well, stack power is the <laughs> ability of a grain to basically convert its starches into simple sugars. Okay. And uh, barley has that naturally. Okay. Um, alpha and beta amylase do that. Um, some of the adjuncts that people use, like corn, can't convert itself. So you got to do it in the presence of you know either barley or wheat. Wheat does have enough of its own. Um, I guess theoretically you can. There's enough to do 100% wheat beer, but it's pretty tough. Okay. Um, so most beers are. You know, cut, we, these wheat beers are cut with barley for that reason. Gotcha. Different different grains have different diastatic power. It's the enzyme power that it has behind it to mm-hmm. convert it. Okay. Or like John said, it, you can theoretically do it, but, you know, it's tough. Okay. Crazy Jack has a Stump the Brewer question. Ready? Sure. What Egyptian pharaoh created the first known monetary beer tax in order to raise money for building pyramids? They go back. <laughs> Way back. <laughs> yeah. Your, your best bet is to just yeah. name any pharaoh that you <laughs> yeah. know. By the way, that to, is... I'm going to say that's a trick question, and there was beer in Egypt. That there was not beer in Egypt? There, there was. Just a trick no. question. <laughs> Call no. it a trick question. I'm stumped, and I don't know. Stumped. Yeah, that would stump me, too. Daniela, do you have the answer to this question over there? Mm, I don't have it yet, but I'm sure Brute Check is going to inform us. I'm sure he will. Right. Was it Queen Latifah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Queen, Queen Latifah. That question gives new meaning to old school. Um, Unless he means Hammurabi, but I think he's a Sumerian or Iraqi. Is that right? I don't know. I don't know. He's not, not. Does he have a new album out this year? You'll <laughs> <Yeah, I guess. laughs> be front, front row right there. You ever heard Hammurabi's code? Eye for an eye? Beer for a beer? That's his code? Yeah. Could have been. All right, write that in, Crazy Jack, and we'll find out. Uh, I got a couple other ones for you here sure. while we're waiting on that. What is the earliest known chemical evidence of beer? Man, there you could give a, a, a Circa answer. I think the Circa is about 3000 uh, B.C., which is, uh, yeah. I think it's in Sumeria, and I think there's some etchings on a uh, uh, clay pot somewhere. Showed someone um, basically milling bar- or growing barley and basically yeah. processing into beer. Circa, this says 3,100 to 3,500. That's yeah. close. That's you're good. 3,000 BC, you're right. That's yeah. what the word circa means, yeah. as long as it's around there. It's right? circa. 100 years? Like What's this that? place, it's a circa. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, okay, so not stumped on that one. Um, if if the right answer comes through from Crazy Jack, then we'll give him a shirt there. Uh, is this another one you just gave me here, Daniela, too? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Got a couple here. 
Which one do I go to? Let me go for the short one here. <laughs> okay, yeah. The short one's easy. Sam Calgione once modeled for what company while putting himself through college? Is that like Gap or Levi's? All right. We need the answers the to these as they come through, Daniel, too. Oh, they don't count. <laughs> Are you angry now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, he, we made it almost through the whole show with our gooder. She's always angry. <laughs> I can't just keep asking because I, if 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 they end up stumped, I don't want to give away all the shirts. What are we giving away so far? Just one, right? Uh huh. Okay, so there's two more. All right. How about another one? Um, God damn it, that's a long question. Okay, I have the answer from Brucheck's question. The hint is that this uh, pharaoh had hooked up with a lot of uh, Roman emperors. Oh, it's Cleopatra. Yes, sir. Huh. I know all the tramps in history. <laughs> I don't know why that is, but uh, I do. <laughs> all right, Crazy Jack gets a shirt. Uh, email me. You know the routine. Give me your address over there, and, and I'll send it, or I'll have John uh, deliver it personally. That's because you're a tramp yourself. <laughs> Thanks, That's what it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm missing next week. You'll know why. Uh, when was the first IPA brewed? And you could give a circa for that as well, I'll accept. I'm going to say the last half of the 19th century. 1850 to 1900. 1820s. Really? So that's the first half. That's dumped. No, I'd say he's close enough. That's circa. No, because he said last half. He specifically said last half. Okay. That's the first half. 1820s. You're right. And then the answer to the modeling question is Levi's. He was there. He got it. Got that one. Yep. He got that I'll one. I'll give him that one. Wow. Didn't he? Or did you say Gap and Calvin Klein? No. <laughs> now read the long one. Come on. I wrote it down. You now read it, too. All right. Let me see. Okay. So that's a shirt there. I don't want to give away more shirts than we have. That's a shirt there. Let's well, so well, Daniel read one. the long one. Uh, you didn't get stumped on that one. And, Daniel, why don't you read the long one? Here you go. Give it right back to you. Your sticks, really. <laughs> 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 okay. Belgium and Abbey's. It's a long tradition. And those abbeys produce the six trappies that exist. They are all Belgium. Mm-hmm. Are you with me so far? I'm with you. Perfect. Five of them are Rockford, West, 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 yeah, West, Malle, West, Malle, 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 Hamond, Ache, and Chimay. 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 Which is the sixth one? I believe it's Orville. It's all okay. I don't know. Are you waiting for the answer still? Yes, sir. Orval. They need to be putting these answers in as we get the questions from now on. How about that? That was in our archive. This this question yeah. was? Remember something that was probably Vinny? one of our first shows. Yeah, it was Vinny. Caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Should I just hang up now? No. Hi, Di. We want to stump you guys. Of course you do. Uh huh. You may get a donation out of Oz. No. And a get in my belly hat from our shop. Get in my belly. <laughs> I like that. All right. Okay. So if we're stumped, we don't get anything. But if we're not stumped, we get a donation and a get in my belly hat. Yes, you can have the first one in the state, seeing yeah. as they're so popular here. That's cool. I think your brother needs that hat. Yeah. <laughs> All right, go for it. Okay, Stump ready? us. Yeah. Where and when? Did the term honeymoon come from? And this is especially for you, thing, as I just found out you're so loving and gay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Honey. <laughs> Where and when did the term honeymoon come from? Doc, you know your history there? England. <laughs> and I know why. You do? Yeah. Why? Uh, because after the the 
young couple got married. Yeah. They were supposed to drink honey for, or mead for 30 days. And meant honeymoon. Or honey mead. For one moon. For one moon. And days. it was supposed to, you know, ensure them having a boy. Okay. And a happy life together. And your guess is England? Well, yeah, because back then it was probably, that's, that was the middle of the world, so. Right. And when is back then? 1646. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I actually watched him pull that out of the center of his head somewhere. <laughs> uh, I, that's our final answer. Unless we can use a lifeline. Do they get half of something? Do they want to use a lifeline? <laughs> <laughs> Quick, call Oz. <laughs> you said something about England. That's wrong. It's Babylonia. Okay. And what about now, the time frame? He had a little bit right mm. about the, the honeymoon and the, the time of the month and everything. Yeah. So we may give him a hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A gay pride t-shirt. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> nice hey, rainbow shirt. nothing better to do. What's that? You'd think we'd have nothing better to do. You'd think so. Than ring you guys. And call us gay. Yeah. No, they, they, Just they, don't, they don't have anything better to do than that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. so you'll send Doc a hat? I'll send you guys a hat. No, you that's cool. All right, that's good enough. We'll arm wrestle for it, huh, John? <laughs> John's not even listening to the show. I'm anymore. the one with the bald head. I need the hat. John's left the building. Thank you, Di. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> I appreciate it. Bye. I'm going to go back to reading my beer books. <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. I like it when it's reversed and we get to the chance to win prizes, huh? Yeah. That's good fun. Call in. Okay, uh, did we get the answer to the uh, the six Belgiums? Yeah, they were correct. They were correct. Mm-hmm. Well, did did John answer it himself or did Doc answer it? I didn't hear. I him. answered myself. Okay, there we go. All right, so not I just backed him up. Not a stump. I still have two shirts available. I'm inclined to give one to my brother for taking my abuse if uh, we don't get winners of the other. We stump. have another stump. The brewer question. It still won't get it? you invited to Turkey. Go so. for it. Read it. All John's right. Here's another John. Here's another stump. The brewer question for you. What is the world's oldest wheat beer from Bavaria? Unfiltered and unpasteurized. An excellent beer for complementing sausages and cheese. <laughs> yeah, you got the full description <laughs> on that one. Oh, someone read that off a website. <laughs> Did you know no. this, Daniela? Yes, I did. Okay. Did you really? Of course. Of course. Is the brewery named Bindle? No. Nope. Bindle? No. I don't know that. You don't know? I don't know. Just give me what you think it is. I just you just did. did. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's called Schneiderweisse. Oh. oh. Stumped. Oh, Schneiderweisse. All right, so that's... Four shirts given away. I got one left. And John, give you have some questions for. No, give it to your brother. Give it. that shirt to your brother. The fifth one. No, no, no. We got other shirts to give to your brother. Yeah, we got to do that disclaimer, like friends and family of the radio station are not eligible to win prizes and all that stuff. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad. Sure. If nobody else calls, I'll give it to him. Uh, but uh, we'll do one more stump the brew if you guys got it. Uh, keep it reasonable. John's actually been a good sport about it so far. He's done quite well. Mm. Uh, so not too bad. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, uh, some people fall right over on Stump the Brewer, John, but uh, you, you've held right up. So, uh, uh, Mr. Plisse, you had a few questions about the process. Why don't we get to those while we still well, we have, have time? I have a lot of questions, actually. Go for it. But hey, I want and, and to... Tell them what format they're in. What do you mean what sticker format? format. Is there in sticker format on a 2 by 4 note card here? Nice. Anyways, um, well, my question to Doc and to John is... Uh, 
wheat tends to have a tendency to add tart to a beer. Uh, slight sour edge. Maybe that might be a contamination issue, but I was curious if you know why that might happen if there's a tart issue in them in your beer. Or why does wheat actually produce that in your beers? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that it does, um, other than maybe the fact that uh, 100% barley beer is going to have um, basically that barley character. And when you're mixing wheat in there that lacks that that barley character, mm-hmm. you're just you're getting a basically an absence of barley flavor. Um, I'm not sure about. I mean, there's nothing that we do or that I know that other uh, half brewers do that are at, deliberately adding with, with their mash schedule anyway by mm-hmm. adding wheat that causes uh, tartness or sourness. Usually the you know, flavor profile added by wheat is, like you said, a little bit tart or citrusy even, mm-hmm. um, or even just bright and sparkly. Um, some like Berliner Weiss will actually have some lactic acid in it, which is produced from, um, soured malt. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as far as the wheat itself under normal mash conditions producing, you know, sourness, I'm not aware of it. I had a home brewer on the, on the blue show this morning asking, uh, he had just brewed a Weiss beer. And it, before carbonating, he just was transferring, found that it tasted quite sour, was mm-hmm. asking me if that's a normal thing, because he was about to dump it, uh, but his wife tasted it and said she thought it tasted just fine, so now he's going to wait it out. Um, but is it normal for, you know, a young be- a young vice beer like that to have some sour it, flavor? It, it's tough to, in an early beer, to really distinguish between what's good and what's bad and what shouldn't be. Let it mellow a little bit. Um Wheat will give it some spiciness, which can be kind of confused with sourness. Mm. Uh, if you're brewing a wit, which I do, and I do some unmalted wheat in that, it will give you some spiciness and some sourness. It just it just does that. Okay, so sure. don't be too scared uh, if no, you get no, a little no, sour no. flavor there. We should also always do what your wife says. <laughs> Absolutely, or be scared. Additionally, though, if the, you know if the beer hasn't finished fermenting all the way, it can't taste wordy. And wordy beer will taste either bitter or sour. And and that yeasty flavor, too, comes yeah. through, especially if you're using a, a, a wheat kind of uh, yeast. It's going to come through. We smelled it in this one. Mm. It's got that kind of a tart smell to it, it's the aroma, and aroma is a lot of flavor. Yeah, so. yeah. What I told him, because I... I wasn't positive. I know that I've had some sour tasting wheat beers, so I, I knew I knew it wasn't too bad. But more importantly, and and especially to new brewers out there, uh, I never uh, disregard a batch until it's cold and carbonated. And in other words, what Doc was just talking about, letting it age out for that few extra weeks. I've had a few beers that I've tasted when transferring that I thought, oh man, did I screw this one up? These are just not going to be good. And they've actually turned out to be really good beers. So some of the fl- it's it's hard to pick up, especially if you have an untrained palate like mine, fairly new to the biz. Uh, when you taste that beer and it's all flat and warm, it's hard to pick up uh, the flavors if you don't know exactly what you're looking for yet. So if you're a new brewer and and don't get too scared, especially wait it out. Especially if your expectations are really high. Yeah. So you, uh, let's say it's your first lager and you're brewing an Oktoberfest. I brewed other people with other people in Oktoberfest, and their expectations are great. They're going to be doing an Oktoberfest or doing a lager. Yeah. And when you have a young Oktoberfest, it's kind of rancid smelling and tasting, and you really let, want to let it sit for a while. Especially, you got to let it lager and let yeah. that sulfur go away, let the yeast smell go away. Yeah. But at first, it's like, oh, God, I'm going to have to dump this. I worked so hard, and I'm going to have to dump it. Let it 
Let it go. Wait it out. Justin's Justin's really right on with that one. Wait it out, and it you really just notice a change. And like I said, it's hard to pick. Sometimes up. it's only a week. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and like you said, cold and carbonated. Yeah, it's key right there. And even at that point, don't throw it out because you might want to blend it at that point. <laughs> Do the blend. Yeah, you blend blend king over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I know why you would actually want to add a lemon to a half, maybe to get that tart, that that kind of acidic edge to your yeah your vice beer. It's a good point. You to know. get a real sour one, then you kind of. Well, I was reading Palmer's book, and he talked about mostly traditional American style wheat beers a hundred years ago. Yeah. Were traditionally all they they'd inoculate with lacto, and and just to sour it up and, you know, give that sour edge to it. Right. It would be very refreshing. Okay. So gotcha. just to take away that malt edge and be more acidic. Off, offset the sweetness of tad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. I, mean, I, I like, I personally like lemon more in, in Hefeweizen's. Do you? Yeah. I Man, we'll kick your ass after the show. That's fine. But, <laughs> I, I, it's but more I still like it, yeah. It's more refreshing to me. It does make it uh, a little uh, lemon. It's great, you know. A softer drink. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody else in the blue show uh, in the chat room said, uh, "If ever they have a bad batch, they'll mix it with lemonade, and it tastes just fine." Is <laughs> what they said. It always comes out good if they a mix it with shit. lemonade. Uh, we actually do that quite often in Bavaria. Whenever you know it's a really hot day, we mix either Weiss beer or Helles with lemonade, and it's really very refreshing and a good drink. What do you call it? We call it Radler if you mix it with Helles, and it's called Russen if you mix it with Weiss beer. It's really good. But mm. just a little bit of lemonade and then, you know, like maybe one-third, one-quarter of the glass lemonade and the rest with beer. Nice. Mm. Mm, it's good. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't argue with the Germans, no. but it just sounds like a crime to me to do something like that yeah. to beer. Makes your beer go further. Well, wait, what's yeah, more of a crime? It does do that. What's more of a crime? Mixing it with a little something or throwing it out? Uh, good point. Good point. Definitely mix it then if that's the deal. I've only thrown out one batch, and that's because it was uh, half full of star sand. <laughs> <laughs> so there was no. Uh, I, I don't. I could have mixed it hey, with. Uh, it's not the style, man. <laughs> could have mixed it with chocolate and vagina. It still wouldn't have helped that oh beer out. <laughs> it was full of star sand. That was bad. It's so, John, your next question. <laughs> it's, my cl- it's clean beer, man. Yeah. Why use adjuncts? It's not the style. It's clean beer. <laughs> Why have a yeast infection in that? <laughs> Get the bread thing going. Go ahead, John. I don't know. Um, what else? I know there's a lot of adjuncts using wheat style beers. I know you use them, Doc. I personally don't like them. Are you guys big on the adjuncts at Pyramid? We have no adjuncts, although people do consider wheat an adjunct because it's a non barley. What about for the apricot? It's an adjunct, yeah? No, there's nothing fermentable really in it. It's, uh, it's a processed um, apricot flavor. Yeah. Well, John's getting it at spices. Yeah, like uh, coriander. More for, uh, like, wit beers and things like that. I think that's more of a pull from back when hops were scarce or controlled by the aristocracy. Yeah. Uh, because originally everything was done with Groot and it was, the, the malty cloyness was coming, coming in and they needed something to, to balance that. So they needed some bitter spices to come across with it. Yeah. And that worked for a while for people and then hops came into view and people say well that makes a good beer but we're going to control that so if you couldn't get that you're going to do some spices and things so it's a, it's a holdover from that okay and i kind of like having being able to control a lot of those flavors in my wit yeah with the coriander which is citrusy oh god i'm gonna mm. get citrus in there somewhere without putting a damn lemon in there <laughs> yeah uh and then you've got your orange peel your bitter and your sweet orange peel Cardamom. There's a lot of different spices you can put in there. Chamomile is also pretty common. Chamomile? Yeah. yeah. Really? Like the tea stuff? Mm-hmm. Like the tea. 
It's bitter. It's good. Yeah. Okay. Probably added to a Belgian double. Hmm. Interesting. Have you ever used rye before? That I mean that has no, no, no. high proteins, doesn't it? That, that's spicy. Hmm. I haven't ever done a rye beer, and I really am really looking at doing that soon. Well, it seems like it has the same effect that wheat would have on a mash. It it it, it pulls the flavor profile in one direction, right? Like wheat oh. pulls it one way, and rye will pull it another. Mm-hmm. Um, just look at any any bourbon brewer or bur- bourbon distiller. There's different flavors that way. I got another stump the brewer. Oh, good. Sorry to interrupt. Did, did, it, it, stump, did it stump you? It's for the last shirt. Am I supposed to take this call? Brewer, though. No, I didn't mean that. No, I have one in front of me that you gave me earlier. It's your sister-in-law disowning you. <laughs> That'd be awesome, actually. Your caller, you're on the air. I'm on the air? You are on the air. Oh, very cool. Who are we talking to? My name's Christian. I'm in um, I'm in the mountains in San Bernardino, in SoCal. Which mountains? Uh, you know where Crestline is by yeah. Lake Arrowhead? Yeah, uh-huh. I sure do. Mountains. Yep. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm just, I used to, you know, I grew up just on the other side of them mountains. And, and I grew up on the other side of that one. So I, I <laughs> really? Up, I grew up you in guys Orange are County. SoCal guys. Yeah. I, I grew I up in Orange no County. I had no idea because you guys were talking so much, so much trash about SoCal. I know, I've converted entirely. <laughs> I, I hate the place now, but I, I grew up that down there. That always happens. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the funny thing is, I was born in San Francisco. Ah. And, and now you've converted. Guys, like, just moved up to uh, Northern California, and they're always, yeah, they become very, uh, Regional. I don't know what you'd say. Well, the first, you know, four or five years that I lived up here, I'd say four years, I still uh, clung to my, my SoCal roots, yeah. and I, and I really like it. being there, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But then once I realized that it's nice to have clean air and ocean and uh, nice people. And nobody smoking <laughs> in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, oh, oh, don't get down on the smokers, too. That's hard <laughs> enough. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, what are you calling for? Well, you know, I, I, I'm drooling look at and looking at the pictures of um, Dr. Scott's uh, uh, fridge. You know, the uh, uh, yeah. the, the kegging fridge, and I just got one. I, I got a fridge from a neighbor who's getting rid of theirs. Okay. And um, you know how there's usually those uh, little shelves on the back of the door of the fridge, right? Yeah. And what did you do? You, you like uh, you saw them off or something? No, or? no, 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 no. Uh, Peel off the door, uh, the the little le- the little magnetic strip around there. If yep. you peel it back a little bit, there's there's screws all along that. Take yep. take them out, and that whole plastic piece will come out. Okay. Uh, go to Home Depot and get some shower board. It's like hardboard with some kind of plastic stuff on the outside. Yeah, right. Uh, shower board. Right. All right. Trace around it with all the same holes. Mark uh-huh. the same holes. Drill them. Put it in there, and make sure you get the. The magnetic strip around that. Yeah. Uh-huh. And right put that in, in there. Another thing to do is because when you try to tighten your faucets on that, yeah, that stuff squishes in and your faucets are a little, little jerky. What I did was I put, I cut a little length of, uh, uh, plastic pipe. Hmm. Okay. That goes, just measure how, how thick that is. It's about three inches, probably two and a half inches. And when you put your shaft through there and you tighten it down, It'll 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 make everything really solid, so you won't have your your faucets won't go up and down a little bit. It won't feel so I loose. Gotcha. Otherwise, they'll give a little bit. Yeah. yeah, they'll give a little bit. But if you put that PVC right in between, uh-huh. in between the shower board and that door, it works really nice. 
I did the same thing with my. I have a small kegerator. Just took uh, like a dormitory fridge. Only fits okay. one keg. But I had the same problem. I couldn't get a keg in there unless I pulled off that door panel. Now I wasn't running the taps through that particular door, so I didn't need to reseal it with the with the shower board or reinforce it. I was okay. able to just pull off that door panel. But the same way, I pulled off the ceiling, the ceiling, unscrewed that that whole plastic panel and tore it right out and threw That's it away. So sweet. Uh, so sweet, I want to maximize the space in there. Oh, yeah. And those, shel- those shelves take up a lot of space. They do. They really stick yeah, in there, and you just don't it. need them. Awesome. And, and you, you've got your tank outside. It, I guess it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be inside the fridge, right? Uh, it just took up space for me. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, it really doesn't matter. John and I both keep our tanks inside the fridge. Okay. But if you can, if you can route it on the outside to give you, to maximize your space... It's, uh, it's I, I, I did a bulkhead fitting on that one, so okay. I kind of like to engineer stuff, and I put it through the side. So and you it's need easy to worry for, about hitting anything important. If you uh, not on the, not on the newer fridges because there's nothing in there. It's all it's basically it's an insulated box that blows cold air in there out of just one spot that right. it blows that cold With air. With the old fridges, you know, your 1950s fridges, it had this the stuff in the walls and things, and you would probably hit I a think free on that. Got a 50s. I think so. Mm. He's got uh, he's got one of the old guys. Things that you have to defrost every once in a while, you know. Well, no, not necessarily. I would guess, uh, from what I know about them, is if you're worried about it, if you do your fittings on the side of the fridge rather than on the back, because a lot of the piping, if they're running any, like on my particular fridge, uh, yeah. my it's a small one. It was all run on the back. So as long as I was on the top or the side, it's just an insulated well, box. And, and the fifties ones, they had the cooling tubes running in the sides and in the top and all along, oh, like, it's like, all like around, the freezers huh? do. Where if you've got all the cooling things on the on the back, yeah, all that that little cage thing on the back, you're probably okay. Then you're all right. All right, man. If it's got a, you know, la- I love you guys' show. Uh, keep up the good work. You guys are doing a great job. Cool. Thank you. Appreciate that. Have you got any other questions like that about my brewery or anything? Just uh, <laughs> uh, shoot it on the forum. Or sh- uh, Justin supposedly has a website for. Uh, hey, I sent e- it to you. I gave. But you, you didn't tell anybody else about it. What the, I got to do everything? Well, there's a secret <laughs> website. Oh no, not a website, but but a, a email address for me. Doc has his own email now. Doc at thebrewingnetwork.com. Oh, and it, if you click on contacts. Uh, on the website, you won't find it's it. It's not there, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll put it there. Yeah. But if you put it there, and I'll, I'll try to answer. So if you got any of that kind of those cool little questions like that, yeah, I can I can do that. Too. I'd rather you call on the show anyway. I'm going to take away your email now. <laughs> okay. well, like or just put part. it on the forum if you want. And I'll I'll do it on the forum. <laughs> all right, all right, that sounds good. Hey, good luck. Let us know how it turns out. I will. Thanks again, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later. Yeah, it's fun building. Man, I was so excited when I built that kegerator. Um, I had that fridge sitting around here for months, and I just didn't think I could make it work. And one day, somebody gave me a keg, right? They just gave it to me, so I couldn't say no. And I had no way to keep it cold. <laughs> so I came home, and I said, damn it, I'm going to figure out how to make that thing work. Otherwise, this beer is going to get warm, and that is a crime. So I just start, I just went in there and started tearing stuff apart. And uh, and it worked out awesome. It's a great little kegerator now. That's the best thing in this house, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It's my favorite part. Well, yeah. I even named it. It's a little Joan. <laughs> <laughs> Jones in for the Jones. Jones always good to me. It's good to name your kegerator a female name because there's all sorts of nice puns. Like uh, the other day, Joan blew me. And uh, I had to put in a, <laughs> I, had, Joan. I had to put her in a brand new keg in her. Uh, and the other thing is uh, the way I've got the the wow. fitting that runs right out the top of Joan, man, she gives good head every time. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so many stuff have too much head. Yeah, no, there's, there's no, no such, such thing. There's no <laughs> such thing as uh yeah. And uh that's that's for my jokes right there. <laughs> Thank you. That's all you'll get. Appreciate it. A digital clap. Thank exactly. You. Thanks very much. All right, you guys want to wrap it up or yes. what? Oh, I thought uh, we had one more. Oh yeah, I got stop. one more question because I got stop. one more shirt. Right here we go. Uh, which country? Uh, this was on Beer Jeopardy last week. Which country consumes the most beer per capita? I know. You do know, but you're not allowed to, not allowed to answer. He's a brewer, <laughs> but he's not the brewer today. You're the Stump star, my the friend. The brewer per capita. All right. Um, Liechtenstein. Is that even a country? Absolutely. You <laughs> said per capita. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It might be today. Uh, Czech Republic. The Czech Republic. John knew it because he got it wrong last week. I lost. <laughs> and lost because of it. <laughs> it was the winning answer for I John know. right there. Came through who was close with China, but they don't consume more per capita. They just produce, they produce more, more, more per capita. Produce more children, too. Produce more beer. They but produce some kids. When you cut it down per capita. Yeah. Okay, so that's all our shirts. Uh, if you won the shirt today, um, send me an email. Put your question in there and, and where you're from and all that. I've had in the past where we've accounted for all of the, the, the questions that we actually deemed winners. Yeah. And then people have emailed me afterwards saying, hey, I did stump the brewer. I need my shirt. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't think anybody's doing it to try to get a free shirt on purpose. Uh, they just, it gets confusing. We ask a lot of questions. Some of them we consider to be a stump. Some we don't. So make sure you give me the question. I apologize if there was confusion and, and you didn't actually have a winner. It's kind of like the lottery around here sometimes. <laughs> uh, so do that, and we'll we'll be sure to get you out the shirts. And uh, John and and also Pyramid, we appreciate all those giveaways. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for coming in, and uh, good to know about the wheat stuff you guys are doing. The the Weizen line, which you can find all over, it's widely distributed. And um, and honestly, Pyramid's good beer. I, I do like their beer. They're one of the of the bigger microbreweries, which turns some people off. But uh, I think that their 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 beer is pretty consistent and pretty good. And I like that you guys are kind of creative with a lot of styles. You didn't go. Uh, you didn't turn into a big microbrew that that just cut down to three beers or something. You know, you, you still produce a lot of different ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's cool to see. And some seasonal stuff to keep us all guessing. The snow cap's awesome. If you can find the snow cap and you feel like catching a quick buzz on top of it because it's strong, uh, pick worked, that up. Worked for me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it always works for Doc. Uh, yeah, but that's a good beer and. Uh, you know, I, I've heard people say you gotta like a light-bodied beer. I've heard people say that the you know the Kolsch is too light for them. I'm really a full-bodied dark beer guy. I love the curveball Kolsch that Pyramid brews. If I'm gonna drink a light and, I, and that's available, I'll grab that Kolsch. That's good stuff. What what? Uh, give us the grain bill for the Kolsch. I believe it's about ninety percent two row and well, sorry, ninety two percent two row, eight percent wheat. Okay, that's it. Gotcha. Very straightforward. It's a goodie right there. What kind yeah. of hops are you guys using that? Uh, Pearl and Vanguard. Okay. Vanguard is the Haller Tower? No. No, no Vanguard is Vanguard. Oh. Vanguard's just Hershbrook Vanguard. would be nice, too, though. Yes. That would be nice. That's a good one, though. So check that out. Uh, pyramidbrew.com. You could sign on right from our homepage or, or go to pyramidbrew.com. Thanks yeah. again, John. I appreciate it. Thank you. Next week, uh, we're, we're looking forward to it, as we always do. Jameel's back in the studio with us. Uh, Uh-oh. Some of the best response <laughs> we ever get is when Jameel's in here because he's uh, full of good stuff. 
Um, we're going to bring it next week too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, John's got a little surprise and, um, and hoping to have a little fun with that next yes. week. Uh, don't even know if Doc knows about that okay. yet. You do know already? Yeah. Okay. We'll wait till next week. We'll reveal that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll, re- well, next year too we'll reveal. Yeah. Uh, we're bringing we, new stuff all the time. I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to make a big announcement next week too. Um, we're, we're slowly beginning to reveal our lineup for the new year, which is looking good. And you guys are going to be really happy with some of the things we got planned for you. And, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I can tell you, you're going to get more of the things that you like and, uh, some of the things you don't even know you like yet. And, uh, we'll make one of the announcements next week. How about that? There we'll take go. a last caller before we go. We got someone on here. One quick call. You're on the air. Yo, it's Beer Pal. Hey. <laughs> hey, Matt. What's up, Beer Pal? I always got to call in. That's good. I appreciate it. What are you it's up to? It's been a while. Yeah, oh, ha- yeah, we haven't heard from you in a little while. Yeah. You know what? I swear to God, I've just been so busy almost every Sunday since, like, August. Uh, too busy for like us? The, like the third show I've heard <laughs> right. in the summertime, you know? Oh, wow. Uh, Beer Pal's still hard at work for us. I'll let you guys know yeah. that. Even though we now, uh, you know, get that page updated and we also send out a newsletter, he still goes to all the forums every week. He contacts me with what's going on and posts for all them for it. So that's awesome, Beer Pal. Yeah, well, you thank know, you. Just trying to do my bit. Yeah. He wanted a picture of you this week, John, because uh, sometimes we post a picture of the brewer uh, when we do the thing. But uh, I've seen you before, and I decided against mm, it. Yeah. <laughs> I that. No, I actually just didn't get to you in time, so I just let it be. We just put up the pyramid logo. So, uh, what are you drinking today? Anything? Uh, actually, right now, no, I'm not. Are I'm you not good. feeling well? <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about the uh, the beer tasting thing and ah. until it was too late. Right. Uh, I didn't have anything. In my it was mind. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's true. It I, was do, I do have a question for John uh, sure. about a pyramid beer. Mm-hmm. The um, I, I've noticed that the IPA is now called Thunderhead IPA. It's true. Uh, good question. It tastes it tastes like a bigger, hoppier beer to me. But everybody I've asked says no. It's the same IPA, just with a new package. True. I hate to disappoint you and say that that's true. Yeah. Well, you know what? Then it's good subliminal uh, <laughs> advertising or something. Yeah, that's true. Just, well, just why, would, why else? Why else would they change it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, there's something about Thunderhead that just like makes you think it's bigger and bolder, right? There's right. a couple guys up in Seattle that will be glad to hear that. <laughs> that that's what they chose it exactly. for. Exactly. Did they involve any of you? I'm sure that's the marketing department. Uh, no, actually, we were surprised one day the packaging showed up. We're like, what's this Thunderhead? Yeah. And it like, says Thunderhead IPA. We're like, we didn't hear about this beer. Where's the recipe? And we're <laughs> right. running around like, no. Just put it in there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll admit I went to the Safeway one day, and there was Thunderhead, and I went, oh. Well, holy snap! You noticed it, didn't you? I did, and I grabbed it. I was thinking, hey, a, a new IPA. I'm always willing to try that. Grab hold and, of that uh, Thunderhead. Found out it's the same old, uh, same old IPA, which is not a disappointment. It's a great IPA, but uh, it is interesting. That's definitely a marketing deal that they did, huh? Mm-hmm. It worked on Beer Pal. It sure did. <laughs> right. If it can work on Beer Pal, that's right. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm right. the expert. <laughs> Very nice. Thanks for calling in. We haven't heard from you in a while. Yeah, well, you know, I'm I'm gonna. I think I might try and make it into the studio for the next show. Get some more pictures so we can use those. And cool, do it. It's a good yeah. show to do it with Jamil here. So, is he coming next week? He's coming next week. That would be a good time to take pictures. What's our tasting next week? Do you remember? It's up on the website, I think, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, you're asking me. 
I wonder if that's the one that we're doing. Uh, on one of the tastings we have between it's now Heineken. and the end. Uh, it's Heineken. Is it? Oh. One of the tastings between now and the end of the year. I don't know if you've seen this, Doc. But we decided to do... Um, King Cobra. King Cobra. Yeah, I know. A yeah. nice. We're all going to sit in here with 40s of malt liquor. <laughs> and, uh, do you really need that much to <laughs> know how it tastes? I think so. I think it's important to get a full sample. <laughs> it's not about the taste, man. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to wrap them in paper bags also. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's a blind trial. <laughs> <laughs> but for one, I know that King Cobra is widely available, and I just thought it'd be fun I'll to bet. get a nice malt liquor in here and give that a flavor profile. We might not ha- we might have to go to the bad part of town. <laughs> We're going to talk about it like it's a fine wine, uh, but it'll be. You got to drink. It's got to be wrapped in a brown paper bag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. All paper bags. And well, when I was at the uh, GABF, yeah. I'm, I'm cruising down the aisle of forty. Yeah, and they've got just. Ice trays full of forties, <laughs> nice. and these little girls looking at me. I go, I, my friends are walking right past. I go, I gotta stop here. I gotta try this. And, and I went running over, and they looked at me like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. And I run over, and this little girl, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Pour me up. So yeah. she opens the screw cap and yeah. pours me some. I love it, man. Hey, I've had my fair share of forties. I'm going to tell you that right now. When I was up, I moved up here, and I was pretty young, and I didn't. I was broken. I need, you know, if I ever need to catch a buzz on like two dollars and fifty cents, I was picking up a Mickey's. <laughs> <laughs> I stole one once. Did you really? From Safeway. Yeah. <laughs> that a boy. Yeah. Well, it was, for me, it was old English eight hundred. Oh, little Ode. Little Odie. <laughs> Odie and a Fody. <laughs> Doc from Orinda with his uh, forty. I love it. That's cool. Yeah, come in next week, beer pal. It'll be a good show to, to join us. And bring yeah. your own Fody. Yeah. No, I guess it's Heineken next week. So you bring your Fody. Heineken. Yeah. You bring a forty if you want. I don't care. Heineken out of a bottle or out of a can? I think we're gonna go can. I, I think we ought to try try a little How about both. both? Yeah, I think we we'll try both because um, I yeah. heard the cans uh, don't have the skunkiness because yeah. they don't, haven't been beer struck. I had a can They're the other day. Oxidized. So. I had a can just a couple days ago, and it was a lot better. Yeah. But you're right, Doc. We should do both so that we can we really should do that. both. So everybody pick up one bottle and one can, and that way we can uh, talk about the difference mm-hmm. on, on the palate. I'd really like to do the side-by-side on that one. Yeah, that will yeah. be a good one. All right, cool? Right on. Thanks, Beer Pal. Good show, man. I appreciate it. See ya. All right, bye. Nice work. All right, we ready to get out of here then? What are you yawning about over there, John? Yeah? No, he's just cleaning his ears. Why? No, we were wasting your time over oh, there. Oh, Danielle is even yawning. Boy, oh boy. The chat room must be, re- you know, really. Didn't even go that long tonight. today. <laughs> Man. All right. We'll see you next week. We got Jamil in the studio. Oh, sorry. Did I turn? I didn't. I thought you were off. No, um, by accident. You turned me off, right? Yeah, oh, was totally, yeah right. Completely an accident. <laughs> so, so the chat room say how weak he's bringing it in? Oh man, the chat rooms had a lot to say about Justin. <laughs> and, and the chat room had a lot to say about his husband, John. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We are business partners. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do here anymore, seriously. Referee. I'm a now. Good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good Love it, I'm home,
homebrew, can't get enough of it. Homebrew, it blows my mind. I love homebrew all the time. Yeah, I think I have me. Well, I have the one right now. Yeah, I think I have that. Well, I have the one right now. 